On this episode, we lit a match near some gasoline and it's killing us all. We invite you to Revolution Spring to our podcast because you don't have to steal it. It's free. <sighs> we finish our retrospective on the iconic suicide machines on Checkered Past, the Skycast. What up, Checkerheads? Welcome to Checkered Pass, the Scodcast with Slynn and Rob. The show where uh, Royce 69 and uh, Jack Black and White, that's when Jack Black and Jack White have a ska love child, explore the history and impact of a different band each episode and hope to bring in new fans along the way. I'm Rob and this is my sister and co-host, Slynn. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, Royce yeah, 69 No, yeah, that one's... What is that? Can you break it down? So Royce to 59 I don't know what that is. He's a rapper. Okay. And yeah. six nine is also a rapper. Well, and six nine is just funny. Oh, I was <laughs> thought you were like referring also to the other no. rapper who also recently came out. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, don't think I think Royce a De, bad person. I think Royce to five nine had far too many uh, f slurs in his music to yeah. Come out, and the six nine is not a uh, known. You can just Google it. I'm not going to get into it. And then Jack Black and White. Jack Black and Jack White had a Skull Love Child. Like, that's just for fun. Yeah, that is funny. What do those two things, like, have to do with each other? Oh, that's a great question. So <laughs> so Jack White and Royce to 6'9 are both from, or Royce to 5'9 are both from Detroit. Okay. And Suicide Machines are from Detroit. Right. Now you're getting it. <laughs> this was a Detroit thing I was doing. I like the Detroiters. <laughs> Tim Robinson? Uh, do you want to pick it up from the left off? what's his face? <laughs> yeah. Sam... Sorry, yeah, Sam. And Sam. Sam. The f- nice, sweet Sam. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> nice, sweet Sam. You have a story? Okay, so. Let's hear it. I rented a salon in a salon suite kind of place. I have a smaller salon suite. We're working on, we like are going to have a new location in September, whatever. Long story short, we're getting the fuck out of here. I'm really annoyed at our fucking building and our landlord, and it's a bunch of bullshit, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I get to work one day, and there's this like giant ass vending machine there, like the biggest, gnarliest, oldest vending machine you can picture, like hockey arena. I guess this is pretty Canada, but like 1991. like hockey arena vending machine like okay. old gnarly ass fucking the biggest i can't even describe to you how big it is like five feet by five feet by five feet maybe like so big <laughs> and i was outside this little tattoo shop because whatever there's a couple tattoo artists that were in the studio there so i was like okay whatever like tattooing getting a snack they got a cheap machine seems weird but whatever so um i figure out i look in our like group chat and they're like what the fuck's this vending machine doing there i'm like okay so they don't want this vending machine there it's like whatever i don't care i'm not getting involved i'm like ignoring this i'm getting the fuck out of here anyways okay so three to four days later this there's a vending machine same kind of aesthetic and style looks the exact same so i assume it's the same one kind of like in the middle of one of the entrances and so i was doing bits i was like what a great place for this i love this here there's so much room 
And I was like, I'm really glad they moved it here. And then someone was like, no, that's the same, like, or that's the second one. That is a new one. Now there are two vending machines. <laughs> so then I started getting a little riled up and I was like, hey, this is like, and there's just also so much bullshit with the building and our landlords. So it's so, just like a, a buildup of events. My one question is, are these vending machines stocked or are they just empty? Empty. Empty at this point. That is Empty upsetting. at this point. That's so upsetting. apparently there is a dude that's like, there's a new chick in there that's renting a suite. Her boyfriend has this vending machine hustle that, like, is a drug front. Like, and he's paying the exact same amount we're paying. And these suites are expensive. So I think he's paying $1,500 a month to have these two gnarly-ass vending machines. There's almost no way that these vending machines, it's not that busy up there, will make $1,500. So it is like, I and hey, I respect that hustle, okay? I don't care how you get your money. Like, that's great. Like, I respect... When I came home and told Joey the story, he was like, I kind of like their, like, Trailer Park Boys-esque <laughs> hustle here. I was like, that is, like, a hard Ricky move. Like, they'd be like, all right, boys, load up these vending machines. So I'm like, that's fine. But it's, like, kind. Of, it's a really... We pay a shit ton of rent. It's a really bougie place. It's more that we pay a shit ton of rent and there's just, like, constant bullshit all the time without asking if it's okay. We, it's also a wheelchair accessible facility. I have clients with mobility issues. I know others do. So he, so we see these scamming ass motherfuckers, and I was like, Ugh. and they're just like these two dudes, like biggish dudes, and they're like can hear us. And I was like, okay. So I see them like move one of the vending machines to like near this entrance, and I was like, we're opening up a new space, so I understand fire code. So I was like, hey, guys, like I was kind of sick of everyone like talking around it and not talking directly to them. I'm like, I will not message about it like back and forth. I will fucking tell you to your face. I was like, this cannot go here. It is not wheelchair accessible. I know there's people with mobility issues and you like cannot get a wheel like you need actually like whatever. It's like five meters around the entrance like that's like legally and he's like well this is where it's going talk to jeff jeff's our landlord and i was like all right that's fine i will call the city and you can move it later so mm -hmm. i'm like you could either move it now or move it later because i will be contacting the city immediately because this is not up to code and so then we fight <laughs> we keep fighting it escalates like we go back and forth and i said listen here buddy no one wants these ugly ass vending machines i'm like they're giant they look bad i don't know what the fuck you guys are trying to do but none of us are okay with this. And like, honestly, you guys need to get the fuck out. There's no room for these. So we're fighting. And I end up saying, if you want to throw hands, we can throw hands. <laughs> like a tiny little gal. And I just gotten my neck tattooed a few days ago. <laughs> so I was full of neck tattoo confidence. So then when another stylist comes out, he's like a big tattooed guy. And they start going at it. And it's not about the vending machine. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. We're all stressed out. We all are annoyed at the bill. Like, these scamming ass motherfuckers unfortunately got, like, the brunt of our, like, rage. So anyways, then the landlord gets called. It's aggressive. So these guys have to do wheel out their vending machines. I earn the respect of my fellow, fellow sweet mates. <laughs> and I am now called the throat goat because of my throat tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> So now, like, all every day, throat goat, throat goat, throat goat, throat goat. Anyways, <laughs> the end. Respect to them. They can go put those vending machines somewhere else. I literally have nothing I can, no, like, that's top it. The that end. story the with. End. I should have gone first. <laughs> it's maybe one of the best throat stories goat. I was told. Throat, throat goat, goat story. And that's a... That's a real shaggy dog story. I was about to fight. This guy's big, all right? I am 5'0". Yeah. teeny tiny little tattooed lady yeah with a big voice 
If you want to throw hands, we could throw hands. I've never said that in my life. I don't even know where I heard it. I've heard you say that. (laughs) I know. I always am like, I don't fight. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, all those other times that I got into altercations. I just have a button. And if it keeps getting pressed, then it's like, I will fight you physically. It'll take you down. (laughs) I can't, but I will try. Uh, That was was amazing. I'm trying to think of some way... To make throat into like ska. of all time, no. <laughs> Try to make everything ska. Although I should, yeah, not with that attitude. <laughs> all right, let's do this. We're absolutely thrilled to introduce our guest. He is a singer, guitarist for Pittsburgh ska and hardcore band Dissidente, whose new album, "The War on Two Fronts," is out now through Bad Time. Chris Ruckus is here. Welcome Ooh. back, Chris. Howdy! Thanks for having me. What do you have to say to that story? <laughs> um, I think that. When Nancy Reagan was referred to as the throat goat, it meant something different. I know. I know. I understand that. <laughs> if that's where the similarities between you and Nancy Reagan end, I'm okay with that. I would like to think so. I, don't I mean, think- I preach about Reaganomics like every like couple minutes, but yeah, I'm a fucking socialist. What was her deal? The drugs, right? Wasn't that her thing? I I love drugs. The war on drugs, yeah. (laughs) I smoke weed every day. I just microdosed this morning. Mushrooms? Yeah. R slash mycology? R slash mycology, baby. I microdose my microdose. I open up my microdose capsule and I like sprinkle it. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. I microdose my microdose. Because I think some people that are microdosing, which like fair, are just doing small amounts of mushrooms every day, which is fine. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, every time I say that, everyone's like, well, what's wrong with that, though? (laughs) Just have a fork and a knife. That's what's wrong with that. Gut rot. It's like a powder. Gut Gut rot. rot. Gut rot. Like your tummy. Mushrooms and, mushrooms and tummies? Yeah. Have you never had like mushy? Come on, oh Joey. Oh my God. My stomach gets destroyed every time I do I always, I, like, I, always I have so much them. fun. Oh yeah. I, but I, every time I always have to have them like with some food. So maybe that's the like mm, the difference. Maybe. Like yeah, anytime yeah. I eat them, I always – because they taste so terrible. I just oh, have to like, like buy a pizza and throw them on some and just – we can okay. order like microdose capsules online, like semi legally in Canada, and um, it actually comes in like a powder. Hmm. So it's just a little like capsule full so, of powder oh, that I sprinkle into. It's my just coffee. psilocybin, like it's just it's, like it's a, actually so, specifically yeah. Golden Teacher, which is like oh, the yeah. chillest of. Uh, so, so it's kind of like where like weed was is where like psilocybin is in Alberta right now, yeah. where it's like you Hell used yeah. to just go to BC. your guy and get yeah BC. Sorry mushrooms and you would just get whatever mushrooms but now you can be like oh golden teacher is like really chill there's no visuals it's like more about like treating depression and anxiety so it's like you can be like oh i like this strain and this amount which is like way healthier my friend has just opened a mail order mushroom thing from bc uh she's having a little bit of difficulty just with the online store at the moment but uh she (laughs) but she has like a mushroom guy who was also a michelin star chef sick hell yeah mushroom (laughs) specialist who is making all of their edibles and stuff oh that's fucking sick yeah and and also they just expanded their strains to like six different strains or something and i asked her and i was like celine wants you know like microdosey like she needs something chill 
to kind of help her focus or whatever. My body and doesn't I was like, do well with SSRIs. Yeah. I've tried lots of antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication and it doesn't work for my body. I'm not saying it doesn't work for other people, but I have a lot less side effects with microdosing. And yeah, so I was like, okay, but what if I want to like party? He wants to trip. I'm, yeah, I was uh, like, right. I just want to feel happy. And so she was like, okay, well, these different strains do this sort of thing. But basically like Golden Teacher is like chill. And then if you want like wacky waving inflatable arm tube eyes <laughs> it's all about the penis envy i don't envy. want that penis envy is the way to go and it looks envy. like little dinks they look like little dicks and apparently <laughs> it's the strong one so i want nothing to do with that anyways bye <laughs> yeah joey i didn't even say your name and you just get decided off to the mic. get off the mic joey bye <laughs> do you what's <laughs> mushrooms like for you to get where you are to, how to get them on the on yeah. the record <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I think you can get them like in, in Colorado theory, legally. Uh, yeah. but I mean, we've always just bought them from dealers. Like it's <laughs> it, the thing that's a bummer is like, you can only ever get them in the summer and it's yeah. like, because nobody ever wants the, to take mushrooms in the winter because it's depressing. And, and, uh, yeah, so it's just, <laughs> I'm not camp. me. I'm not me personally, but I'm also <laughs> like, I'm a sun baby. I need that. I need to be out yeah. in the, I could never eat mushrooms and then stay inside. I would freak the try out. playing mario party no god no are you kidding me like like a little like microcosm of capitalism like absolutely not <laughs> that would destroy me also never there, forgive your friend also there are mushrooms your star you in cry there. <laughs> oh, yeah. there are mushrooms there are in mushrooms it. in oh, mario right. uh, yeah. yeah yeah it would just circle the whole thing <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet uh, you I could play Mario Kart on mushrooms, but not Mario Party. I feel and like the only reason Mario is because Kart I'm way better at Mario Kart. I feel like Mario Kart is more <laughs> capitalist than Mario Party. No, they're not buying anything. <laughs> there is unfair. You do no. I would say the opposite. I think it's more Darwinistic. It's more Darwin. <laughs> I, I think that Mario Kart, because of the blue shell, like you only ever get it when you're in last place. It's all about equity. It's all about trying to level that playing field. You never get hey, like a good item when you're in first place. I think when you get the end star rewards. I was I was just about to say Mario you Party. Can get us, you can get rewarded for doing the worst, having the worst luck. Yeah. It's a, like, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Waluigi, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I'm know. going with that, but I was going to say his Rasputin energy, but then I was like, that has nothing to do with anything <laughs> other than I me being attracted to Rasputin and Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> and Russia communism, I guess. I don't know. Uh, oh, golly. Are, are oh, you, Russian uh, stuff. <laughs> That's on theme. That's on theme. Full circle. Uh, how smoky is it over there? Do you smoky in, in your area? Uh, I, I actually don't like to smoke weed. My wife smokes weed every day, but I just, it's not, <laughs> smoke weed every day. it's not for me. It's, I, I don't have the right brain chemistry for it. I, like I said, I love mushrooms. I would eat mushrooms every day if it wasn't so expensive, but um, yeah, no, actually anymore. Like I'm pretty much like, I don't really drink much. Like I'll, if I'm hanging out with a buddy, I'll have a beer or something, but like, yeah, I'm like pretty straight and narrow. My brain's just too fucked up to do anything other than like a couple little vacations with mushrooms. My brain's acid. too fucked up to deal with sobriety. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair too. Different people handle it differently. I mean I had I need to, a I downer, actually... man. I need a downer. I don't like uppers at all. I was like, I do never understood the cocaine thing. I'm like, no, I need down. I want to chill. No up. Only down. 
and, and funny enough, I was actually referring to all the crazy wildfires that are happening in Edmonton. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I, I was wondering if it, that. I didn't yeah. catch that at all. <laughs> and I was just that. wondering if that was if that was over in your neck of the woods. Uh, no, here in Pittsburgh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Period. We have uh, friends in in Colorado and in Texas that are uh, giving us shit right now because all our fires are going down there. So. Mm. Hey, uh, I'm not throwing cigarettes out the window. Hi, Joey. None of us voted for the conservative party. So the story <laughs> being that they defunded our Wild firefighters. Fire. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Over By the last like four huge, years. And people yeah. are still Lots. wanting to vote for the leader that chose to do that because they hate trans and queer people and anyone who's not a white conservative or preaching family values. Owning the libs is more important. And they, yeah, they just like, hate. well, also they don't want higher taxes on on the business also voting for ndp is voting for communism apparently <laughs> people keep putting that on their shitty trucks anyways alberta <laughs> sucks it's very austin texas of texas here. We're, we're we're voting in a week so so politics are high yeah provincial politics yeah, high. we're spicy right now uh but let's talk about you <laughs> what's going on in the world <laughs> of chris ruckus and dissidente so since you were last on how has uh, how has the band been? Have you been on tour? What's been what's been new? We've been play, playing it pretty close to the chest. We've been uh, working on some new material, working on a new record, but like we haven't even really been playing that many shows. I mean, it's it's a little bit difficult for us because um, half of our members don't live in Pittsburgh, so like you know, our our guitarist is actually closer to y'all than he is to us. Um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, we, he only comes in like, you know, when we're like recording or playing a show or something. So, um, yeah, right now we're just working on new material. Um, we have a couple like fest. We did fest this year, which is a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. And then we, um, that was actually kind of wild because we had to, the, the way that our schedules lined up, we had to drive down, which is, you know, like a 20 hour drive or whatever, stayed there for 24 hours. And then after, after the next day, just drive back. Uh, that was kind of hellacious, but I was like totally asleep the entire time. Like nobody fucked with me. It was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> and then we're, we're doing that. Um, we're doing the Punksylvania this summer. Yeah, just just kind of just kind of keeping it uh, a little on the low key side until until we are at least ready to um, to show some of these new singles. That's amazing. And uh, since you are on tour a little bit and playing some shows. How has the the dynamic with playing shows since the pandemic's been kind of floating away? How has it changed for for you? And uh, do you have any crazy stories? Because we're always hunting stories. <laughs> I, I don't know if we uh, have anything too too crazy to say. Um, I I I'll say that uh, for us specifically with the war on Ukraine, it's been a little weird because half of our members are Russian, so yeah, like, yeah. people are always kind of you know throwing side eyes at us and, or like, or like asking weird probing questions to try to figure out like, like, no, we're not fucking Russian nationalists. Like, I don't no. know what you're, you know, so it's, it's things like that are always a little bit weird. Um, but that's been like a new development since we've, you know, been right. trying to play shows and stuff. Um, but no, it's been really I was cool. Thinking just like, that if there would be a pushback on like any, I guess, like Russian imagery right now, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like all, on all the flyer, we have like a logo that has, it says dissidency and then it yeah. has the Cyrillic above it. Yes. Every time we submit it to a promoter or something, they end up cutting out the Cyrillic. 
Wow. Yeah. So, Which, like, I, I understand, but it's, like, it's just, like, so much more of, like, a nuanced thing. Like, I don't think the response and, like, is all Russia bad evil? And, like, I also don't necessarily, like... Okay, I was listening to, like, a How Did This Get Made episode about, like, Tetris and stuff and, like, mm-hmm. how... Like, I, was it Tetris? Is it actually supposed to be, like, an a protagonist? There is no antig. Anyways, it's, like, also very Russian, but it, like, goes into, like, kind of that, like, anti-Russian narrative from, like, the Cold War. I'm not saying I agree with Putin and I'm, like, pro-Russia at all, I obviously. <laughs> but I feel like most local Russians also don't agree with the war. It's also bad for them. So I just yeah. don't think, like, Russia imagery equals I'm pro-Russian, I'm bad. Like, I think there's lots of, like, Russian people who live in Russia that, like, are not okay with what's going on. I'm assuming that's, like, most of the people there. <laughs> I mean, Anyways. I, I, I'm American, and I've never been pro-war, and America has never not been at war in my lifetime. Fair. Good point. You know what I Very mean? Good so, point. like, it's, it's, the, it's the same thing. People are, the, people are just people. It's propaganda and politicians you got to watch out for. It's everywhere I go. <laughs> and uh, like, so then R- Ruskaya last year, uh, they they folded up because they didn't want mm-hmm. to be a part of any of that imagery as well, right? A, like, a bunch of ba- a bunch of bands like that, like the Tarakani did the same thing. They had a close up shop. And I think they actually put their last album out on um, AF Records too. Like they, they had their little swan song there. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of make those, those choices, but um, at the same time, it's like, we just had what was the Ukrainian holiday that just happened? Chugaskitsky. Oh, you're asking the There was like big. Person. There was just like big parades and marches of like yeah. we have a huge Ukrainian population in Alberta. Like huge, 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 huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, last time you were on, we got into sort of your ska history, but d- your band goes obviously beyond just ska and there's a lot of like hardcore punk and metal and lots of other stuff that you're into what are you uh what are you listening to these days and what's exciting you about like the music the scenes the online scenes and uh is there anybody you're listening to right now that everyone should check out a lot of the stuff that i've been listening to lately has been um influenced by my wife who is like super into Japanese culture and um, listens to a lot of Japanese music. So I feel like we've been listening to a ton of like J-pop and J-ska and J-rock. Yeah. There's um, this one singer that um, I discovered maybe about a year ago. Her name's Asuka Ando, A-S-U-K-A, last name A-N-D-O. And um, she reminds me of like sister nancy like the way that she toasts oh, sweet. it's yeah. it is so sick she has this one album i'm sure i don't know the name of it i'm sure it's in japanese but it's um it's like this little the 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 uh the album art is this woman with like a like a fruit basket on her head like a sure. it's it, listen to it it's fucking yeah. sick it is so good um uh other than that like what have i gotten recently um the new fucked up um yeah, y'all are Canadian. The, the <laughs> that, yeah. the, um, they had a seven inch come out um, called Cops. It's real good. Um, that was really good. I should have just list, looked at my discogs leading up to this to see what I picked up recently. Um, but yeah, honestly, this is kind of weird. But so I'm a mailman, and so Ooh. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of time walking around. I've been listening to so many audiobooks. Hell yeah. Like, like that has jo- been Joey's hard on the audio. I've been listening oh, to audio this year too. Yeah. Yeah. Like the things that like, I can't believe I never read before. Like, like I'm listening to American gods, which uh, oh, turns awesome. out Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Did, uh, yeah do Neil you like Gaiman. it? 
Are you a oh, fan? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, like American I Gods. only watched the first season. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was. Show, yeah. I like I Neil Gaiman's so writing. so good. Yeah. I thought it was so good until like 90% of the way the book. I was like, oh, so nothing's going to like tie together. Cool. <laughs> All right. So so like you're not going to have a giant war between the, the old gods and the new gods. I prefer his short stories. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Short stories. I feel like he's not amazing at like wrapping up like a book. No. And he, he writes a lot of. Short stories are perfect. He writes a lot of kids books. I like his kids. His oh, kids really? Books are short really, stories. Really when good, he's yeah. succinct is like when he's at his best. Yeah. Yeah. Also um, loved I, his relationship. Also a with big Amanda fan Palmer. of the book he wrote with Terry Pratchett, um, "Bad Omens." Is that what mm. it was okay, called? yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going to ask, do, have you read David a lot Tennant. of Discworld? Oh yeah, I'm a I, I I believe I have a Discworld T-shirt that I will rock from time to time. I love Hell Discworld. Yeah. I got to figure out where to start with that because like there's so there's he's so prolific and I, it's just like all these characters and like tie into each other. I just don't know where to start. I started at the beginning and it's fine. Like, cause the writing, like once the first two books are um, not as like story based as the other ones. Um, I love anything. The Reaper ones are the best. So for me, like if you want to find something that's super funny, like Mort, uh, Reaper man, those are my favorite Discworld books. Okay. Yeah. Huge fan. Hell yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, they hold up. Uh, and I've been, because of Joey, I've been reading a lot of uh, Brandon Sanderson reading a lot of that. I feel so, like I'm a bit of a yeah. psychopath because I can like only engage in nonfiction. Oh, really? That's Period. the thing I cannot engage. I yeah, like same. cannot listen yeah. to fiction. I'm like the opposite. It has to be like nonfiction. It's either like I'm learning about something that happened. It's like self-help or psychology or it's like about like a, like I just the last audiobook I listened to was called Yoke and it's like this black fat queer person who like entered the yoga world and like all of their complications and like how they've made peace with being at yoga with how shitty and white woman-y and appropriate it is that's the only way i can like listen but i'm also a podcaster the only fiction <laughs> i listen to is a horror movie podcast that's called too scary didn't watch and it's a girl who like relays what happens in like a horror movie to her friends who are too scared to watch the movie which is me and that's like the only fiction i engage in is like someone relaying a horror movie that's, that's weird. What does that mean? Oh, that's funny. Like, well, right so <laughs> for what I do for work, because I, I have like a corporate job, um, everybody is trying to pitch their corp, their like whatever business book at me. And I, I can't stand it's their own things. biopics. Yeah. It's, it's uh, their own biopics. And, and I know it's just so they can pocket like 20 bucks or whatever. And I'm just like, this is BS. I have no time for this. And so um, maybe it's just because I'm Are in you, spite. Are you, Chris, spite. you're a fiction fiction only when you engage I, in audiobooks yeah the only time i can listen or the only time i can read anything that's not fiction is if it's like a music uh like i, I read that oh. uh leftover crack book oh uh, so good yeah i was really surprised a lot of the things that like uh, skirted over maybe towards the end there <laughs> yeah, like yeah. No, no no real didn't no dig deep into the uh abuse allegations or anything. I don't like know that. if huh? Dizza would have let it uh go to print. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I mean it was a little too, yeah. It wasn't I mean he he wasn't writing the fucking thing. I don't no, know. I know that, that, that kind of bummed me out. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. When, as far when he as dies. music and stuff, like <laughs> um yeah, the hers, I've been listening to hers a lot. Um have you listened to that new one? The Hers Collective. Yeah. Oh no, I have not. Hers oh, or hers? Uh, hers, H I R S. Ooh, yeah, um, I'm not familiar. It is super good. It's a trans woman and like 
a, a ton of um, fe- vocal features and things on that record from other queer folk. Um, it is that phenomenal. That sounds up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the album is We're Still Here. Okay. Listen, it came out this Yeah, that sounds year. awesome. It is phenomenal. H-I-R-S. It's the, H-I-R-S. That's fun. Yeah, the, the That's Hers also a very fun name. Clever. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. Dude, there's like Mel Banana's on that record. Uh, I know. Oh, I love um, Mel Banana. Yeah, dude. So good. Um, hey, Soul Glow's on that. Esquela Grind's on that. Uh, Anti flags on that, like it's it's like it's a it's a doozy. That's stacked. <laughs> That's a stacked yeah. list of people. <laughs> yeah, no joke. I'm lo- I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, it's wild. Um, super great. Uh, so the one last question I have before we move into the time Scotchin, you post a lot about Dragon Ball Z. Ha. Huh? Oh um, yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, first forty two. Um, we're we're just focused on Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. What's your ranking of arcs? Uh, as far as like the okay, um, yeah. oh golly, okay. And so how my, do you feel my, about the Dragon Ball is mid people? <laughs> um, I think okay. Wait, one all, question at a time. First, sorry, yeah, sorry, first, sorry. first, they, first they I need, I need bombed. your ranks. Yeah, um, ranks. I'm gonna say that the <laughs> probably the best arc I'm gonna say is the very first Piccolo arc. Ooh, like, hell yeah, yeah. Like um, that's like uh, the only good arc. Oh uh, shit! Dick. Sorry, okay. are you one of the mid people? Like Dragon yeah, Ball's Dragon Ball is oh, mid. Fuck. Um, yeah, so but I that's, that's my I like a lot of mid things, so I'm in no place of judge. I'm in a glass house, my friend. <laughs> I'll say po- the new Pokemon series is great. So <laughs> hell yeah! Okay, cool. Um, I'm not a woman of taste. I'm a woman of opinion. Yep. Oh yeah, I see a lot of Sailor Moon over there, so I don't know yeah. if we have any any. Real don't even judge. say actually for Sailor Moon. Uh, this is. I don't think you you guys don't like. This isn't the video is not posted anywhere, right? It goes to the Patreon. So okay, well, yeah. for the Patreon, there's not this that is, many people. This is like all my manga, and that's every Ooh. single Shonen Jump that ever came out in America, and then that's all Dragon Ball back there. Whoa! Um, oh, yeah. you love Dragon Ball? <laughs> yeah, dude, we got every single one. <laughs> that was, that was, so, that's impressive. Yeah, Rob is you are friends. You're both. Yeah, I I have a he's manga, glowing. I have a manga collection of six hundred only Shonen Jump. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Those I are, like, showed people when they his manga collection. The, the physical, that was like the actual magazine, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah one, that's sick. literally everyone that came out in the states until they started uh, going digital. Like, yeah, digital. Which yeah. yeah. Did you read Promised Neverland though? Nah, uh-uh. oh, I, so we, good. So we host we host uh, Japanese exchange students, and oh, yeah. um, they that was um, our last student, uh, Chisaki. That was her favorite. That she recommends. Oh. It's it's all about kids, but it's like it's almost it's more like Death Note, where it's like a psychological thriller. Hmm. Okay, and it's like Ooh. yeah, it's incredible. Promise Neverland, highly recommend okay. it. Okay. Super super spooky. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, anyway, that's enough of anime talk, but we can talk more. <laughs> later. Right? Yeah, no, we're gonna start another podcast, right? Like the <laughs> I I had a, a a thought that I called it the I think I called it Shonen Jump Weekly. That was the podcast oh, name. Fuck. That's a good spinoff. We have our first app. Yeah, we have yeah, our first. Please uh, hit me up. Yes. This will be Patreon exclusive. I'll Rob's re-edit spin-off this episode. Anime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I do is I talk about. I just go through my collection. I say, okay, let's talk about. Honestly, I would listen. Yeah, I would support this, and I would listen. It's too much. <laughs> that already sounds like a lot of work. Of let's talk about suicide machines. Hmm. So yes. when we left off, 
we were talking about not vending uh, machines. Yeah, before we before we hit that button, before uh, last time we left off at the self titled, and uh, so now that we're getting ready for the and I wasn't second half, there. what do I need to know? What did I miss? Actually, you, that's it. That, this you, all, this you, is fun. You two, Chris, Chris and Rob. Chris, give Celine <laughs> like the Coles notes of the first three suicide yeah. records. So, so that turns she can out, get caught up. turns out that the suicide machines are super great. They're the greatest. Ba- they're like the best band of all time. Turns and then out. they and then they came out with a self titled album. Okay. And we all wanted to kill ourselves. Oh, it was bad. It was. Oh, sorry. That was really. I yeah. clipped there. Yeah. Sorry, no, Joe. The, their, uh, the, the self-titled album was unlistenable and it hurt me as a person. When I picked this up, I would have been 13 years old. I, I picked up this album and I said, oh, maybe God doesn't love us. <laughs> well, I think that's this, what the suicide machines were trying to say in their That lyrics. was it. Yeah. Right. Uh, after after the song about their dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's the Cliff Notes version. That uh, yeah. I love this. Yeah, destruction by I definitions. Like... Today, twenty seven years old, best album of all time. Battle him just flop. Pretty and good. Then just, but then self titled huge flop era for yeah, the suicide machines, just, and it just hurt me. What album New New Girl was on? That's all. That's destruction by definition. Okay. Yeah, and that's Great. good. We like it. We, we love the it. best, greatest of all and time. And then what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna I was gonna start leading into something about the the new things. It, okay, uh, please. The what next exci- album. Well, yes. Okay, we're all, what are you excited? What, like, let's let's maybe like take a beat because we're gonna have to time scotching this. Oh, we to need to get history. into this. We we need okay, the history. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So let's yes. let's get into time scotching, Joey. Let's <laughs> let's click the button. Let's get going. So, for today's episode, I called some info from AllMusic, Wikipedia, Last FM, Perfect Sound Forever, LA Weekly, and Punk News, previously on CPSC. <laughs> dun, dun. Suicide Machines were formed in Detroit in 1991 as a faster punker alternative to weirdo hornska of Gangster Fun and Mustard Plug. The first big lineup had Jay Navarro on the vocals, Dan Lukaczynski on the guitar, Royce Nunley on the bass, and Derek Grant on the drums. They released the Skank for Brain split with the Rudiments in 1995, which got them signed to Hollywood Records, who thought they'd be the next Green Day. They released the Scott no. Punk classic <laughs> Destruction by Definition in 1996, were mainstays on the Vans Warp Tour, who basically wrote a theme song for them. A year later in 97, released Battle Hymns, which had a more hardcore punk sound. Then in 99, New Girl was on to- uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack catapulted the band into a cult favorite i can't wait to tell you all about that's right and then the band began to differ on their follow-up with luke Kaczynski and nunley getting really into the beatles which resulted in the 2000s self-titled are you for real yes that's what happened and i hate the beatles yeah they They just started getting into the beatles Oh yeah, right. They spent all their their Hollywood records money on weed. Well, that's smart, that and I appreciate that, but like, not the Beatles part. <laughs> and and um, Celine, I think maybe yeah. it's important to note uh, Hollywood Records was a subsidiary of Disney. Yeah. What? That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Okay. Weren't they friends with suburban legends or whatever? That's later. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we as discussed, suburban legends. 
completely independent, at least self-released right. all their albums, right? They're just sucking Disney's dick. Yeah, that's right. They were getting, <laughs> they're getting paid by Disney on the other end. I don't have to deal with Matt. I don't. I was actually friends with them. <laughs> I like. I also have friends with Matt. Yeah. Uh, that it's funny that that episode, like this is Chris. Chris, of I still Scott shit Punk, on the band. Chris of Scott Punk International Matt. thinks that that's our best episode. I that's like, because he it, loved it. That's because he knows everyone, and he <laughs> thinks our interaction was funny because he knows us too well. Uh, very funny. Okay, let's do this. It's two thousand and one. Fresh in the death throes of their better than anticipated but fan rejected self titled album, Dan Lukachinsky, who previously was on the Beatles side of the band. Uh, decided that the experiment was over. Yeah. They wanted to start to write more straight-ahead punk songs. This was music to Jay Navarro's ears. However, Royce Nunley proved to be the biggest holdout, feeling the pop direction was the right was the right one. Mm. The bickering created a hostile studio record, and with a new record expected only a year after the previous one, created a more haphazard writing and recording schedule. Mm. The result was 2001's Steal This Record, Steal This Album, I don't know. Sorry, well, sis. Isn't down. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's what I've been waiting <laughs> to say. It was Steal This Album was, or Steal This Record is Steal S-O-A-D. This Record is Suicide Machine. Oh, no, Steal This Steal Album is System I keep of saying, a Down. Steal This Album is really, really good from System of a Down. It's a B-side. Oh, so good. It's so good. <laughs> isn't that like Kombachu Mushroom People or no? No, that's their first one. Mm. Okay, was... what's on Steal This Album? B- uh, the, the bomb BYOB yeah. BYOB is sick yeah yeah yeah. that's one of their best that, songs they're also only released like a year apart from each other yeah that's crazy and they're both a rip on steal this book right <laughs> isn't that what they're a reference to what's yeah. steal this book uh I think uh is it some my god why author? can't today is the worst day for me to remember things like like facts that I don't have written down that's every day for me <laughs> Steal this book. Abby Hoffman. There we go. Steal this book. That's right. That's cool. Um, Okay. Yeah. And so. BYOB. Yeah. Okay. We're on system (laughs) down now. Okay. Okay. Here's my rank. Here's my rankings. Okay. So you got, I'll say toxicity, number one. And then the self, the self-titled is number two. Um, I'll, I'll throw steal this album as number three. Yeah. And then the hypnotized mesmerizes like down there. I don't know. I didn't really care for those. I thought they were too poppy. Oh first, yeah! First Everybody's going to the party, have a real good time. That's so good. Oh, that's on. Wait, that's not on Steal This Album. That's on Mesmerize. Damn it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it wrong. You know what? I'm just getting facts wrong all over the damn place today. Let's talk about the suicide okay, machine. That's enough. I, I wrote down. That's enough. Celine. <laughs> Celine, enough. An album that whiplashed between radio ready pop punk, fast minute long skate punk, and jangly alternative rock. In many ways, it was considered a return to form, but still held back by previous pop dalliance. Also, a massive flop for the label um, because Killing Blow, the single, couldn't be released because of 9 11. Speaking of System of a Down, because the same thing happened to them. Yeah. So let's talk about Steal This Record uh, and play the first song, which is The Killing Blow. So we're in a, we're angry at Bush era. Everyone hates Bush. So they're not mad at Bush yet. No, not yet. Not yet. They're almost mad at Bush. (laughs) They're getting ready to be mad at Bush. They're getting ready to get mad at Bush. (laughs) Right now, they're kind of like... Things are kind of fun. Yeah. They're still trying to figure out how to write less Beatles. (laughs) <laughs> That's why this album was, spoiler alert, kind of weird. 
very weird. I hadn't listened to it in a long time, I and was, I was like, had a hard time figuring out the tone that's and right. what they were going for. Like this song, this is punk. Makes a crazy left turn. Yeah, it yeah, starts it's punk. pretty poppy though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're like, whoa. And that's okay. where I think that they missed it. Is like. Those, to me, are two different people that you made music for, which, like, I can be both. I can be, like, MXPX and listen to fucking, like, I don't know, off? Yeah. Like, I'm like, but you can't be, like, off and MXPX, you know what I mean? But that's not even, like, I think it's, like, more alternative rock. Like, this is, like, uh, I don't know, yeah, like you're garbage. Right. Like, it's not, yeah, it's not MXPX, you're right. It's, like, more, like alt rock yeah yeah okay weird what do you think chris what do you think of this of this song or this album in tenor this, this album song. well okay, both. so both, yeah. so I, I to me if we're looking at it the entire thing at the same time right, right. a lot of it did feel like b-sides from battle hymns and that's a huge compliment like mm. there were like super super fast it seemed like that it seemed like a b-sides record because there were like those weird like Beatlesy poppy songs that came from the self-title the year before. There were like the hardcore songs that came and like that that one like reggae song that came out towards the end yeah. of that album. There, that's like it's it, to me it's so good. It's, yeah, that was a good. That's a good song, Joey. Oh, yeah. I would say this album. So I actually didn't ever had this album, but I had the um, like as a kid, but I had the. Um, best of that was called like the right. least the worst, least worst. 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 That, <laughs> that had like the lion's share of this i think there was eight songs from this album on that right. and um i was surprised because i knew that nobody in the band was really super keen on this record no and and listening to it again it's pretty good like so as a non big like I have not gone through Suicide Machines discography before I've just like I'm and then usually I am a cherry picking daddy canonically <laughs> um so I just I'm always like bangers bangers only bangers and mash yeah bangers and mash only and I this didn't grab me there was like one one song that stood out and then Joey let me know that it was on least of the worst because you knew the lyrics. Hmm. And I was like, isn't this a flop era? Stand up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stand up. And I said, what's the song called? And I was like, this is the only one I like. Yeah. Oh, it's the only one that's like straight, like, ska, ska. I also have one other thing to say. It's not very ska. And I'd say we did a trombonist on Living End. And I would say the Suicide Machines are just as ska as the Living End. Well, in these, (laughs) on this one, yeah. On this one. They get more ska later on. Yeah. And on the first one, they're very ska. You miss you miss I them miss- at their most ska, for, to be fair. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, but like Off the Cuff and All My People, those were like pretty solid punk songs. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed those. And some yeah. of them were yeah. like punk punk, which I liked. I, even like the ones that are like on the poppier punk side, like that Scars song. I love that song. Man. Oh, that's a good song too. That's yeah, a great I like chorus. Yeah, I, I think as a whole, it like, it definitely is more of a return to form than the self-titled record which again just like breaks my heart and pisses in the hole um (laughs) breaks my heart and pisses in the hole yeah Yeah. that that album just it really destroys me but this album i was like okay yeah i can't believe i didn't know this as a kid it it kind of 
bums me I out. I feel like I would have. I do like it's very of the time, but they're like, okay, I don't know if it was like, is it a Mark Ryden or is it like a knockoff Mark Ryden of their album cover? Oh, uh, that is like very uh, okay. Any goth girl out there is going to know exactly what oh, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, In the yeah. early 2000s, yeah. Mark Ryden's col- art collection, his it was blood, and it was like the girl like crying in the portrait that our friend Janine had a tattoo of. It was like very like I'm a little goth girl, like big eyes, blood bunnies. So I'm very curious if that was just a knockoff Mark Ryden blood image, or it was Mark Ryden. Anyways, I, I think very that- of the time. It's uh, somebody named Mark Shannon Crawford. Yeah, that was yeah, a no. knockoff Mark Ryden blood, yeah. and you can tell it's a little knockoffy. But that's so yeah, that could not be more Mark Ryden. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was very intentional, obviously. Yeah, that's uh, like I the first time I saw spooky dark art. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it sounds an awful lot like uh, they hated each other the whole time they made it. In talking about it, literally every band member says that they hate listening back to it. <laughs> it is not nearly as bad as the self-titled by by a margin i'd say at least half the songs are actually quite good surprisingly Mm -hmm. good uh and is it an essential listen if you're a suicide machines fan i'd say it's not going to be in their top four but it's probably one that you want to check out if you've gone through and listened to a lot of them yeah i've seen them maybe 30 times and I don't think I've ever heard a sing- them play a single song off this album. Um, Jay has gone on record saying like that he will never play the songs again. <laughs> like, he just yeah. is so mad. I can't wait to Photoshop your face on that <laughs> Mark Ryden girl. Um, <laughs> correct. That's pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> and our little face will be like the stupid bunnies or something. Um, and just let's tie it all together with the REM cover because this was on the internet. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't like this song to begin with. That's, oh, that's my issue. I love the original version. And this, yeah, me too. I like it. This song, I just think, like, why did they do that other than they just needed a cover to add things? They had a cover on the last one. Yep. So this is my Which critique is of this. Totally yeah, yeah. So Joey didn't like what I had to say. I'll wait till we have a pause because it's pretty spicy. I'll, I'll go with my take. Uh, I have a pretty spicy take, especially about the way this song sounds. Uh, listen right now. Listen to it right now because Joey said, I don't know what the fuck. He did not say that this morning. I be fair. go on record. Be fair, You're hearing is... it right now, aren't you? Exactly. You know what I'm about to say and you hear it. To be fair, this is like Joey's favorite band. So. <laughs> I just want you to think about Rancid right now for a minute. Maybe. A little bit. First, it's way jank. First. First. It would have been around the same time, I Jankier guess. Jankier means nothing. This album to me I said is jangly. kind of jangly. like this. T- this record to me is lazy Hellcat records. Like I'm a stompy punk music, and I don't like it. I don't know if I heard that. I know. All. I hear. I hear like I hear a little like skin. Like okay, I said something, and I don't know if it was this or next. And I was like, this could be a Dropkick Murphy song. And Joey was upset. Oh, 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 fuck. <laughs> I can't remember which one. I was like, it could be like the way it wasn't the choruses. It's the way the verses. It's a little like stompy, lazy, bottom it's of the, the barrel, Hellcat punk. It's the I walk mean, up on the bass. And exactly. And the There's something about the Yes. That's like Matt Freeman, I guess. I don't know, but not as good. I think you, I think you get it with the dropkick. That's what it reminds me of. It sounds like drinking in a bar. And 
It gave me like skinheady, oh. like yeah. It gave me anthemic, like I'm a broody skinhead and I'm having beers and I'm gonna shove ya. I think they were too busy uh, <laughs> trying to make a million dollars off of this record. To well, that this, way, they don't have the working <laughs> class is not gonna get you there. Uh, well, no, this. I mean, this didn't obviously make them any money, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, there's something I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard on the drop. There's something drop kicky about a lot I mean, of the songs on this record. On this that record, I don't like for sure. Maybe maybe I'll I'll buy steal this Persever. record if I hear that about any of their future records. I will be probably upset. I think it's the guitar tone. <laughs> I they oh. there's a lot of like kind of it's not like super distorted. It's kind of thin, so you can kind too of too clean. Like the, too clean, yeah. right? I think that's what it and is. And that's to me, Hellcat is like it's like too clean punk. I hear that. Right. Anyways, hear something that. about also, it. That song I like was, took me. They could used be on that Give cover the for uh, SLC Punk that, for yes, some reason. Correct. That's funny. Which doesn't make any sense because that band did not exist when that movie took place, and <laughs> but we I, don't yeah. know how to make I, a Molotov cocktail because of it. <laughs> well, that was in the book. That was in the book. In the book, SLC. Sorry, yeah. yeah, not the movie. That was in the book. Uh, any last minute thoughts about uh, Steal This Record? I think I, I think said you, I think you had piece. like the biggest piece, yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like you got a lot off your chest. It felt good. Yeah. It felt good. <laughs> it just is like some like, there was just like some like testosterone-y stuff I couldn't get into. Uh, yeah. It wasn't for the gays, days, and lay days. <laughs> was this a, a Hollywood <laughs> Records release? It sure was. See, that's the what makes perfect sense one. to me. Because it feels like they just took B-sides off of every single album that they had released on that album, on that record label. And they made this album. Pretty much. I'm sure they just, well, it was only a year after. Yeah. So, like, they slapped together whatever was laying around. I feel so validated, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know music stuff. I only know my vibes and what's in my heart. Uh, so, 2002 <laughs> would be a major change for the band. Royce Nunley would leave over creative differences and be replaced by Rich Surchart, and this is what Jay said about the whole situation. Royce was the one who got us into a sticky legal mess, getting us to fire our manager, then quit mid-problems, leaving me with a mess to clean up. He and Dan were really at each other's throats and had to be broken up a few times due to fistfights. Hmm. I was more than happy to if have Rich in the band. Hands, <laughs> he was one hands. of Detroit's best bass players, hands down. Tasteful <laughs> as fuck. Down. And uh, Ryan and him were the most solid rhythm section we ever had. So they only had one album left in their Hollywood contract. So they took the easy way out and let them issue a best of compilation to wash their hands. That best of compilation is called the least worst of the suicide machines. So they ended up going with uh, independent root joined side one dummy with every last holdout uh, and uh, doing stoned Beatlesy pop punk gone. It's time to go back to full hog and return to ska punk, hardcore and political songs. Jay said this about the leave of Hollywood. We had had enough with the major and were supposed to be tied up for three more records. They're nice enough or thought this band is a has-been, so they let us go. Side One's Joe was an old friend and had been trying to put out a record for a long time, so it made perfect sense. And so that's where we will go to our next segment, a return of Label, She's the Bomb. I don't have a song for it. No. <laughs> That'd be good, though. Somebody should do a song for that. Uh, and so we're going to talk on about it. Side I'm One on Dummy. It. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last time, on the last episode, we talked about Hollywood Records. This time, we'll talk about Side One Dummy. The label was a real fishbulb moment. Bill Armstrong had a label called Dummy that was struggling to get off the ground, and Joe Sib was the frontman for punk band Wax, who had just broken up, and he established 
USA Side One Records. Side One, dummy. Put them together. They ended up as roommates accidentally via Chris of the Foo Fighters. Finding out that they both had labels, they decided to merge. They started by opening a club called The Flu that proved to be more popular than they were expecting. They were able to gain some exposure and clout with the locals, but separated themselves by being fearless with their asks. After netting Flogging Molly and Swinging Utters to their roster, they made a pitch to Kevin Lyman to put out the Warp Tour compilations, which they began doing in 1998. Sib was a member of the supergroup 22 Jacks, and Side One was putting out their material while they toured. This is what he had said about the situation. I woke up on the road in LaSalle, Illinois, sweaty, tired, and sharing a bed with our bass player at the time. I come home and Bill said to me, it's not like it used to be. It's cool when you're out, but these bands are counting on us. And I was always the band guy, but I felt like it was time to give the label my all. So since then, the label gained a reputation for signing off the punk, ska, and folk acts and making a point of putting out strong production. Classic records by The Casualties, Boss Tones, Gogol Bordello, MXPX, Bringing the, me back. The Briggs. Bringing me back. Chuck Reagan, Big D, the Gaslight Anthem, Anti-Flag, Goldfinger, Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band, Title Fight, The Sounds, Pup, AJJ, Jeff Rosenstock Whoa. Solo, and Chris Farron. So many more. Label is still at it, buoyed by the high energy antics of its owners uh, and its knack for signing bands with international appeal while staying very independent. The result was the Bill Stevenson produced uh, for them on for Suicide Machines back to them. Matching some gasoline, released in 2003. By all accounts, a return to the battle hymns match, air. And she's gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By all accounts, a return to the battle hymns era with ultra fast tempos, aggressive temperament, a hit with fans, rekindled the band's indie momentum. Let's talk about it. Now they hate Bush. Matching some gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Which that happens a lot on the pod. I find like what they hate our Bush? hate Bush era of this, like of a lot of the bands we talk about, have a hate Bush era. They, yeah, that's true. Imagine hey. that punk bands in two thousand <laughs> hate Bush. I feel like you're missing number three. I don't really get four. why. It's just like a really crazy coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you? How do you feel about uh, this record, Chris Ruckus? I think this is their best album. Hey! Yep. I, th- I think that this uh, I-, I think that coming out of that Hollywood era where they couldn't say a lot of what they needed to say, I think coming into the Bush era uh, where there was a lot to be said, really, uh, if you'll excuse the pun, lit a match for them and it yeah. lit a fire under their ass. And it, this is there's not a bad song on this album. I mean, there's songs that aren't as good as some of the other ones, but like it goes harder than any album that they had to this point. Uh, the ska is dancey just like it was. It's uh, I think the guitar tone for the ska stuff, it's a little clean for my taste. Um, and they fix that in some subsequent albums. But, um, dude, there's not a bad song on this record. Yeah, that's what I a, asked Joey. We put it on, and I said, "Is there any skips on this one?" And he said, "No skips. No, no, no skips. No skips." Uh, keep, yeah, keep it a crime. I have queued up. This is the best song about skateboarding ever written. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Not skateboard P. What? <laughs> no. Oosh. Yeah. The bass, the bass playing sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Stevens. This is what I like. Right, does Ariane like this? Yes. Your wife? Yes. Yeah. 
punk. Yeah, punk. Yeah, punk. punk is fun. Punk is fun. From a band that covered R.E.M. Yeah. years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a minute long. This is Edmonton. Yeah. This is Edmonton style of punk that like Edmonton's punk scene, like where we're from. This is what punk people like here. Uh, it's fucking awesome. It's yeah, yeah. it's the best. It's, it's the best. Yeah. So I uh, I had written off the Suicide Machines after hearing those covers on, in the Kaza Napster era. Uh, so that and then the every or what it was the one from Suicide the self titled one they had a cover on that one too right which one was uh, it Never Promise You a Rose Garden right so I knew those two songs and I was like oh, I like Destruction uh, those two songs suck uh, Suicide Machines are dead to me and I like, basically <laughs> had written them off completely. <laughs> And I heard there was a new album coming out and I was like, man, whatever. I'm not going to check it out. They probably still suck. <laughs> and then I played Tony Hawk's Underground, I believe, because I was keeping oh. up with that. And High Anxiety was on there. It's and I the was best. Like, I was singing it today. And I was like, oh, wait a second. They're good again. I should also, go back and listen to Relatable them. Queens. I was like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I smoke so much weed. I like yeah, Victim of Society, man. And that's what I've been trying to say. I think they get through three choruses in a minute. <laughs> yeah, they get the chorus done three times in the first minute. It's just like when I see that a movie is 90 minutes, when I see how long the Suicide Machine songs are, I'm like, yes, thank you. That's the right time. That's the right time a song should be. So good. I love this song. Yeah. This and Did You Ever Get a Feeling of Dread. Yeah. Like the first four songs, especially, I think is just like one, two, three, four punch of some of their best songs ever. I didn't ask for late stage capitalism. I know Joey did. <laughs> Amazing. He told uh, it the most. <laughs> oh, here we go. Tony Hawk Underground 2. So not the first one, the second one. There you go. Video games always comes back to video games. Um, yeah, you, man. It's you. It's all for I'm just you. looking at the, the track lists here and like beat my head against a wall. Invisible beat government. Fucking so many great songs. Um, listening back video to it. What do you think of it? You liked it? This was probably the best album that I listened to out of the four. Oh, the yeah. Middle two. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Middle two were my highlights. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. That's everyone's opinion? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And this one's the best one. Everyone likes this one the most. Huh? Oh, out of I those four. What I think, Suicide Machines, this is the album that hits me before even Destruction by Definition. Because okay. this has a lot more of the hardcore that um, I think became a huger part of their sound that was kind of absent on a Destruction. Even though everybody's like That's destruction right. of definition, greatest Scott Punk album of all time, that might be the case. This is when they became one of the best Scott core bands of all time. Yeah, this to me is there more like that's was awesome. more like punk punk, and that's more and like more aggro. And I like this. Well, because they're more pissed off. They're not just. I like about the. I like when. Yeah. I like when people are pissed off. I do. Yeah. I like like uh, that. I listen to music as a release. 
And if I can like listen to a song that like is feeling the same way that I am, or that's how I can interpret, like that's how I use it as a release. Like sometimes I guess I use it to like vibe out, but for the most part, I listen to music to release. So and I kind of like angry music. At this point, they're in their third era, right? If you're if their first era was their like like I mean they're they're based on a pun, right? It was Jack Kevorkian in the Suicide Machines. The like, unal- they're trying are to be- they also content warning? Yeah. What about their name? Well, that's what I'm saying. It was based yeah. on Jack Kevorkian. Okay. That's the joke. Jack Kevorkian being the suicide guy, the assisted suicide guy. I don't – oh, is that – I don't yeah. know. Okay. From the 90s, yeah. So yeah. Jack Kevorkian the Suicide Machines, they were a pun. That's fun. Yeah. Well, that's more fun. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they did more, cut it back More, to more just fun for suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, I mean, like, assisted suicide is, like, a huge deal in Canada, like, because we have I was it gonna say, legalized yeah. here. But um, we could pretend that it's a reference to the suicide booth from the first episode of Futurama. People do not want to help like anyone in low socioeconomic positions or with substance use or any of the above. So they give them the choice to unalive themselves yeah. instead of provide proper social programmings yeah. to get them out of their situations because conservative governments suck. Yeah. Cut. That's what I think. That's also what the suicide machines <laughs> are trying to say. Um, <laughs> So, and then we'll talk about it more on the next record because their their vibe is a little bit different. But I have one more song that I've queued up for this one. And it's the one that Jay says makes him sad and he he doesn't like playing it live. Uh, is Seized Up. So this song is about Detroit. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, this is pre-Flint, pre-Michael Moore's is like, uh, they were pretty ahead of their time when they kind of were talking about Detroit this way. the name of the the album I mean too soon for the Alberta wildfires but (laughs) (laughs) but meh also (laughs) burn it down One of my favorite songs in the record. Have y'all ever been to Detroit? No. Um, in uh, Windsor, uh, uh, Ontario, they consider themselves to be a part of Detroit. Why? <laughs> right across the right bridge. Across. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I feel like Edmonton, I've also heard, has like Detroit energy. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that. Actually, Winnipeg has like heavy Detroit Fucking energy. Winnipeg, yeah. man. Oof. Yeah, so that's I like that's Rust Detroit Belt. Yeah. From uh Ooh. I lived in Detroit from 2009 to 2000 No, shit. 2010 to 2012 or 13. And um I was really surprised. I was like because I listened to this band, they were my favorite band forever, and then just seeing them everywhere like in these little warehouse shows, like they would do there's a couple cool spots um One's this place called like an anarchist uh, spot called Trombleplex and like just seeing them play here. Like to me, this is a band that like I would wait all year to see. And then they would just like play a secret show there. And, like it was like no big deal. Like they're just cool as fuck. And they're good. They seem like good dudes. The best dudes. We said the lineup has mm-hmm. changed a bit, but like, what Not is it? Jay much. Navarro is like yeah. the. He's still the main guy. Main guy. Okay. They seem like solid dudes. I read an yeah. interview with him like in promotion of the last album. 
um, which I like was shocked to see that it was 2020. I don't know why I thought it was more recent than that. But um, when he was like, they were asking like what bands he was listening to in 2020. And he was like, I'm listening to Catbite. And like, and he was riffing off all these like kind of newer bands. He's like, I don't want people to listen to us for nostalgia. I want them to listen to us because they think we have something to say. And he said, if you want something like that's new and current, don't listen to us. Because if you're just wanting to listen to more destruction, you're not going to get it from us. You should listen to something that's new. I like that they're not falling into that like Mm. us versus them mentality of like new tone versus like the older bands. That's why that's why the traders are on bad time because he's very supportive of the new scene. Yeah, that's so nice because that's not seen very much, unfortunately. Yeah, I I, I can't speak for the rest of them. but I will speak for Jay that like just the easiest dude to talk to. And like this is a guy that literally like I've looked up to since I was. 11 years old right like the same music i've been listening to since a kid seeing him sitting like side stage and watching my band play is like such a fucking like ego stroke and just like yeah it's like it's just like and it's just because he likes music and he likes people <laughs> and just that's wants good. to be a good dude yeah just like the most genuine cat that's nice you think you'd have fun on this podcast you should tell him to come on <laughs> <laughs> it's, it makes me uh, like a band more when i know they're not like people who suck that matters to me i think it matters what? more in, yeah I'll, I'll i'll ask jay and you guys can do a, a dissidenti retrospective and that, <laughs> that amazing hell yeah it's like a it's, 30 it's one album yeah. yeah and you're allowed to be there but you're not allowed to have your mic on yeah you're, you gotta be like joey yeah. yeah yeah you gotta only turn it up once in a while um okay i think this is a good time for us to take a break and when we get back just a couple more suicide machines right This episode of Checkered Past is brought to you by Blendjet. Slynn, you like to make smoothies. I make smoothies every single morning. Tell me about your smoothie journey. Well, I it's my only way I can get vegetables in my body because I like yummy brown golden fried delicious things. So I often call it my scurvy juice to prevent scurvy. What do you put in your smoothies every morning? Um, well, I am a little spinach bitch and a banana. Uh, pro tip, is bananas make every smoothie taste good. Okay, banana, chocolate oat milk, and some like legit peanut butter, a little bit of spinach. You're laughing and that tastes like a delicious treat. Well, I just got a blend jet. What? And I've actually been able to make my smoothies fresher because I'll put the ingredients in and take it with me to work because it's portable. And I'll make my smoothie like right, right, right before I drink it. You hit the nail on the head because Blendjet 2 by Blendjet is portable. So you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet. So you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15 blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. We got a couple Blendjet 2s. I got mine with like the black marble. It's like a fancy like it's very, faux marble Yeah, it's, it's got like kind of some doodly energy to it, yeah, I guess. a little mask. Uh, it's a little mask. I'm not a, always masked. I have masked. a leopard print I got, one. I do some fems. Leopard print? Talk to me about your leopard print. It's pretty fucking fun. There was another leopard print there was that we, another were, one. we were spying. I, but like it was rainbow leopard. It was Lisa fucking Frank. Lisa fucking Frank, Lisa y'all. Fucking Frank. There's all kinds of crazy ass colors. 
That's one of the best things about BlendJet too. So here's what you need to do. Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today and be sure to use the Promer code. The Promer code. Use that Promer code CHECKERED12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the BlendJet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 portable blender. Go to BlendJet.com and use the code CHECKERED12 Checkered 12. to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Get it for your scurvy juice. Lisa fucking Frank. <laughs> Welcome back to Checkered Past. We're here with Chris Ruckus from Dissidente, and we're talking suicide machines. We just left off talking about the iconic match in some gasoline. So we're just going to head right into 2004, which after the band's tours, uh, they head into the studio with Bill Stevenson once again to do their side one follow-up, War Profiteering is Killing Us All, which if you thought they hated Bush before, well, he just got reelected. So imagine how pissed off they were. The album featured the same whiplash, hardcore punk and ska, but had a more bitter attitude. And here's what Jay said about that. As far as war profiteering, I kind of realized at this point in my life that the White House, our government, is completely bought and sold. You could buy yourself into the presidency, and I don't think it's that obvious, but Donald Trump, to the common person, doesn't really follow politics and understands, thinks it's easy, and that is the case. A lot of people have been like, oh, you know, but Obama, and I'm like, you know, Obama, his first job was interning with Henry Kissinger, so I didn't vote for him either. I didn't believe in any of those people, so at the time to me... It was taught that the White House is for sale. It always will be, and that was the moment I realized it. That was the moment I realized this is a big, gigantic, fuck you, this isn't working, and it's not going to work. And given the choices right now, I do believe someone like Bernie, uh, although he won't get the nomination, would be someone who would do it differently than 50 years of the same bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, war profiteering is killing us all. So that's a, you know a lot of words. This is a pretty pissed off fucking record. Uh, and it's this is my favorite one. It's my favorite too. Yeah. So Chris Ruckus, what do you think about war profiteering? I love this record <laughs> so much. Um, this, I mean, obviously this is their heaviest album, like far and away. Um, this album has, maybe this is a time and place thing. Um, when I had my very first cell phone, you could like pay 99 cents or whatever for a, a ringtone. Ringtone. And this was the only ringtone I ever had was, um, no, I'm sorry. I had two. I had two. I had one for this one and then one for my girlfriend at the time. Um, <laughs> but my, the very first ringtone that I ever had was the the chorus of Ghosts of Sunset Strip. So. <laughs> well, guess what? I have it right here. Oh! <laughs> and just like that. I love this song. It's like a really like solid pop punk song, like just perfectly written. No plus, no marks. Joey's singing along. Oh yeah, Joey How could you not? It. Yeah, this has very much Joey energy. <laughs> Glenn, how did you feel about it? I like the album, but this is, I don't love this song that much. It's not a bad, there's nothing wrong. No, this is a little too, like, you're like, you're like a harder. Yeah, this is, this is too clean for me. Yeah. This is too clean sounding. I'd have to, it's not quite punk enough if I'm going to listen to a straight punk song, No Skull. 
you know? It'd have to be hard. Yeah, more prompt tuning is harder than yeah, that. Yeah, first, that first track on this yes. record, it does not get any harder than that. No, and, and that's like, why I was like, oh, well, this sure it was a, like, didn't hold up as much when you start that hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's, that's all you yeah, need. I, I think the chorus, or the, 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 the verse has four chords, but the... The the chorus is, I think, just two. Two chords. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's like three. Actually. Why more? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I this so after my uh, they'll, they'll never be good again with matching some gasoline. I was ready for this one, like, and I it came out when I was working at the record store. Like, it was all the timing couldn't have been more perfect, and so uh, like. I mean, it might be, unfortunately, nostalgia because it was right place, right time for me to get this. And I, I was also pissed off at Bush. <laughs> so it also really helped. We to, were all to listen pissed to. off at Bush. Yeah. And uh, even as Canadians, we weren't too thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I also have uh, 17%, 18 to 25. Love it's that like song. A... And that bass tone. Bill Stevenson, you said it. so good on the track. Unreal. In my opinion, Bill Stevenson is like the savior of this era of punk rock. He did so many good records in this, like, like 2005 to like 2012 or something like that. So sick. Yeah, this is hard enough. Yeah. I could also though do with less clean production. It could sound, it could sound a little shittier for me. I'm not saying that everyone has to agree with that. I just think it could sound a little rougher. I think Side One at this time did a pretty good job of making stuff kind of sound clear. There we go. Yeah, that that was sick. I like that. I I think his vocals. Yeah, I think Jay's vocals are harder on this album than ever. Yeah. The the vocals are perfect, I think. And right now the guitars are chuggy enough that I'm like, fuck yeah. Might have put the whole song on this one too. Yeah. This part's hard enough. A lot. This is sick. I like a yell. I'm screaming yell. I do like that uh, Jay's economy of lyrics always. Like, he writes, uh, it's not like he's using a lot of 10 cent words. He keeps it pretty, like, to the point. Yeah, is he a, a very straightforward no to the point? No nuance. <laughs> but I don't but need gets, nuance. Yeah, but he, he can get away with it in, in a way that a lot of other less complicated bands can get away with, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, the vocals are very good on this Under, album. Underrated lyricist, I think, and it, the yeah. lyrics are great. Yeah, okay. I yeah. I think I will say I think this album has more not skips but like ones that I like less than on Imagine Some Gasoline. And I'm looking at the uh, the track listing here, and I can't even think of any now. <laughs> like they're well, all fucking good. I, I might skip. I went on tour for ten years, but you know what? Uh, yeah, that was, and all I got was this lousy don't. T-shirt. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs. It has that that oh, synth bass? Yeah, it has yeah. that like synth bass yeah. in it. That fucking kills. Yeah, that fucking sick. I love that part. It has that? I thought that for some reason I thought that that last track was a secret track, but I guess on Spotify nothing's a secret track anymore. Well, and then on the original, it was uh, on YouTube Music. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And on my on the album, it is too. Right, it's at the end of track thirteen. Is ninety five percent of the world is gotcha. third world, which I love that song. Yeah, that song's well, great. Yeah. like a, was that the is it acoustic? 
no. There's one that I had to like skip forward that was acoustic. Uh, on this album, was, like halfway in between. No, on matching. Was it the last? I don't know. On match some gasoline. There I was an acoustic all, song, but... I, I listened to three of them this morning. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have hands tied. That was the other song I have queued up. So yeah, we, I think. We go down. Yeah. Um, only two songs are over two and a half minutes long. Perfect. That's exactly yeah. what it should be. Perfect. Exactly the way it should be. Yeah, you get to bottom down, and you're like, wow, this is a long song. Yeah. <laughs> I often will skip songs when I feel like I, like, got the point if I'm not that into it, and I did. This is one of my first listens through that I didn't skip. Yeah. And it was great. Real big fish when I was grabbing it in. You should have seen how many skips. <laughs> so many skips. No skips for stu- suicide machines. Yeah, this is a perfect Because even if it wasn't my favorite, at the very least, it was listenable and short enough that, like, why not? There's not, until the solo, there's not a single part of this song he's not singing. Like, there's yes. not, like, That's a, wild, there's not a riff or anything. It's not until, like, right now. And then he's got the little guitar, and then yeah. the bass solo, which yeah. is also a cool bass solo. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I love <laughs> Just like that. Uh, yeah, I, I love this. Right. I I would wonder if somebody who never heard them before went back. At, well, like I know you did, but I'm just thinking if somebody would find the bushiness of it to be a little like dated in the same way where I like listen to like certain. No offense. Um, no, well, yeah, no effects. I think their politics sound dated uh, in War on Errorism. But, uh, like, if I listen to Reagan-y bands from the 80s that are, like, too Reagan-y, where I'm like, oh, this is a little dated. Like, they're what they're talking about is too specific, and I it can't really, like, relate For to me, it. For me, this album is uh, generally anti-capitalist, anti-government enough that it, isn't that specific? Personally. Yeah, I don't. I, think, yeah. I don't know. Previous, if I think a previous it has record, like a propaganda. Previous record was more Bush. True. Was more I hate Bush. This one in general was like I hate this whole fucking thing. Right. And I feel right. like that is, war profiteering yeah, is still happening. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and the 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 seventeen percent is just about voter rates, right? So like, that's just right. going to be yeah. that's has not. I mean, I guess hopefully it's improved, but that's that's a, that young people are voting. Yeah, I hope yeah, so. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so like, I think that the issues of this one are not so much like specifically bush era just just political yeah yeah that's good and i hope and i i would recommend like if people are trying to figure out where to start with suicide like i'd say you definitely want to start with destruction and i almost say like second and third should be matching some gasoline war profiteering side by side 100 percent. then you can kind of circle back around to some of their other records but like that would probably be my starter yeah side one dummy released those two on vinyl as a double LP. Did they really? I would yeah. have fucking I have, had that. I but... have that. And it's fucking, it goes oh for so a So they lot know. Now. So they know. But it well, was like, one. it was they after know. the fact. It was like way yeah, after yeah. the fact. It was like a reissue. So yeah. yeah. I remember I mean, how sad I was finding out. Well, I guess we'll get into it in a second, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um, But yeah, I guess in the interest of time, we should move on to the next section of this. But I mean, this is like one of the best, like double, double hits of, of albums. Match some gasoline, war profiteering, untouchable, unfucking touchable. Um, and so the same year, the band compiled their pre-Hollywood songs to create on the eve of destruction, 
But while touring for war profiteering, previous band tensions rose back up and Dan and Jay began infighting again. Uh, with Vanderbeg already burning out from touring, Dan decided to quit touring halfway through the band's tour. And this was the final straw. Suicide Machines broke up in 2006. I was so bummed out. So that's, but then why is there a 2020? We, we had decided we would stay together, but stay home and work and not tour much. After a tour of Mexico and Australia with Pennywise, we were stopped touring for eight months out of the year. Ugh, then there Pennywise. was LA at the Troubadour and lots of problems. Ended in a really stupid blow up between Dan and I. He won't talk to me. And I want a reunion in the works, both lineups doing two sets. And even Royce was able to make peace, but Dan wouldn't reply to me about anything. I invited him to fly to the Xmas to play with Black Christmas. Still no reply. So huge burnout. Um, the members would continue to work, however, and form bands like Hellmouth, Left in Ruin, and The Traders. And they would play numerous reunions and benefit shows and would even host a hometown throwdown S festival called Black Christmas from 2013 to 2019. But the band officially reunited in 2018 after much prodding. Dan would not return to guitar, but instead be replaced by Justin Malik of Hellmouth. So that's who plays guitar on the on the new iteration. You ever listen to Hellmouth? Did you listen to them before? I Hellmouth was amazing. Hellmouth. Yeah, big Hellmouth fan. Huge fan. Never, never, that's, I mean, that's maybe Jay's us. like hardcore punk band. Yeah, I, uh, if, if you the, like the heavy songs from yeah, Profiteering, you'll like Hellmouth. It's, okay. it's pretty thrashy. Yeah. I also never have the the single coolest merch I've ever heard of. They had an album where, like, for the vinyl release, where they uh, burned a Bible. <laughs> And just uh-huh. sprinkled it in with some of the releases, rendering the album unplayable, but like with this really, <laughs> like really cool, weird uh, yeah. piece of art as a part of it. <laughs> hey, I, I hate it, organized Bible, religion as much as the next guy. <laughs> the Bible was from like the 1800s or some shit too. Like it was like some like crazy, yeah, really cool. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so they get signed to Fat for their next uh, batch of uh, records. And so the first version of that is 2020's Revolution Spring. Uh, and it is produced by Roger of Less Than Jake. Uh, so very much a continuation of their ska punk hardcore band, but our ska punk hardcore fusion. Uh, but of course, if you're on Fat Records and you're produced by Roger, that is definitely going to be what it sounds like. So let's talk <laughs> about Revolution Spring uh, with uh, Bullion Blue, which was the leadoff song. Just feeling burnt out from Fat Records sound. This is so bad. Like when I I'm just feeling it. burnt out from it. I just find it like, I also was going to say when you're talking about Pennywise that it's the uh, Dragon Ball Z of Funk Pop Punk. Gee, you're really Man. just like needling. <laughs> in, in that the first few arcs are better than the later ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this song sounds super destruction y. Yeah, I mean, the they were definitely going for that sound. Even from the album art. And in the end, this was supposed to be like a, um, like it was supposed to be modern, but it was supposed to be kind of a culmination of all of their sounds kind of in a way, except for maybe their middle ears, but. No Stone Beetle um, songs. No Stone Beetle songs. This is basically the fourth iteration of the Suicide Machines now. Um, and it's like more of a kind of a, a sum of parts. Bands are allowed to grow and change and evolve as much as they want to. And in whatever direction they feel like they want to go, you know, 
I like. I, I listen- personally won't ever listen to this again. It was not <laughs> bad. They're not bad musicians by any definition. It's just like, any to me, so middle of the road. I was it, just like listening to it, but nothing stuck. There personally. are songs on it that I love. Um, I think that in general, the vocal performances are so much cleaner. It's like you learned how to sing really well. Yeah. And yeah. like to me, that's like that's not part of what the Suicide Machine sound is. Um, but I'm also not in the Suicide Machine. So like who knows what the Suicide Machine sound is. Um, there are some lyrics here that are really cringy to me, like that are very like punny in the way that Fat Mike writes lyrics <laughs> like in that song well whiskey wishes the chorus is when you wish upon a bar yeah uh, and for me that's just like i'm, I'm like oh my god dude wrong, like wrong band to be delivering that that type of lyric yeah, yeah. it's just not not <laughs> but there are also songs on here like that detroit is the new miami that flint hostage crisis that are like pretty hard and you know go really well yeah. with their last couple records um, um yeah 100 I, I i had listened to it a bunch when it first came out same and then hadn't listened to it for probably a couple of years honestly like now that i'm looking back at it i'm like 2020 yeah, how do you shit i haven't listened this? to it in a couple of years and um i honestly think it was better listening to it now okay especially after having listened to like all the suicide machines up to this i was like this is i mean this is a lot better than steal this record Okay, so like, picture this. A lot picture better. this. Steal yeah. this record I listened to yesterday. Right. This morning I listened to the other two. Right. And then this one. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, all I had was, like, the first two that I was like, this is good. Yeah. And then immediately this one where I was like, well, this isn't as good. It isn't as good. But so there are good songs. I, and I mean that with, like, it's all about perspective. Mm. So, yeah. what? Uh, how I listened to these albums made this one probably sound worse than maybe like coming from a different perspective to to play caesar is to be stabbed to death is one of my favorite songs on the record i really like that one i didn't cue it up but uh there's a lot of ska on it yeah like probably more than there had been in the last few it wasn't Mm -hmm. just a dalliance it was like probably half the songs are ska but because they were going for a bit of a destruction part black tar halo was good i like black tar yeah that one was a standout yeah and again, all the songs are two minutes long. There's one song that's three minutes, uh, 34 minute record and 16 tracks. Like, can't go wrong. <laughs> Let's I play think... one of the Scott songs. I got awkward always here. This was a this was single too. This is Their single song. choices were not the ones I would have gone with. Oh, I love this song. This one's great. Yeah, I I would have. I think there was a couple other songs I would have picked over it. Uh, but this is this is great. So this actually if... feels like. Of, of his age a little bit <laughs> the, gu- the guitar on this when he's actually playing the ska has that grit that I'm always looking yeah. for that they were that was kind of lacking on the last two albums that were too clean like it's they're not playing a clean tone it's still distorted right but the chorus is, is catchy this is that thing where you're saying like he's singing singing like he's yeah. to sing a little bit yeah this is definitely an example of that I like and the chorus all the choruses are really simple. Like, they the choruses are done in, like, 10 seconds in most cases. Like, like it's not, uh, yeah, in and out. Really, really fast, fast-paced I, album. There is a song, uh, that Trapped in a Bomb. Yeah. That, that song will make me cry. 
Like that the, was a standout. Yeah, yeah. that the the line that's like uh, he's talking about his friends die. He's like, "I will bring you whiskey in the winter and flowers in the spring." I'm like, "Oh, Aww, yeah." Okay. It's like that that gets me, man. I love that song. There's another song that there's some organ on this that I don't. And I think is kind of a doesn't fit. Well, um, in the same way that the organ didn't really fit on the first Suicide Machines record. Well, I don't know <laughs> SOS. That that's the oh organ, that one's that's really killer. Good. Yeah. yeah, but no, like there's the I can't remember what song it is. It's definitely early in it. Um, I'm trying to even think of, I was trying to figure out who was playing organ. Like I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't have a physical copy and it probably is in the liner notes, but uh, uh, Discogs and Google were not friends to me to figure out who's playing organ. Oh, golly. Uh, Yeah, I could grab my copy if if it's necessary, but if it comes to I don't think it's mandatory. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch the lyrics on that Trapped in a Bomb song. Now I almost want to go back. I said I was never going to listen to it again. No, I, and I, actually, I lied. I want to go back and listen to this album again and just like like every once in a Talking while. Talking about it, it right yeah. now is getting me more more on this album side. Um, and so I don't know. I, we can play Anarchist Wedding just as the last song I have it here, and after that we'll, uh, we'll that's close a, up our discussion. That's another one that feels very like no effectsy, like like late yes. no effects. Yeah. Like it's like oh, it's a funny, and now we're old punks. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like all right. <laughs> exactly that. Well, and if if I remember correctly, it's also not actually written out as Anarchist Wedding. And on the album, it's a it's like a picture, <laughs> really, <laughs> or something like that. I think it was like uh, like a flower with the A symbol on it or something. This sounded like a freaking teenage bottle rocket. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, but Bottle Rocket is almost more Ramonesy. This is reminding me of something else, but like I don't know, like a leg wagon or something. The the vocals are lacking that like punch that I think. Yeah, me. it's too like again. It's like my issue with like Rancid, and I don't like vocals that are I'm here the whole time and I don't change and I'm here and it's like this the whole time and that's mm. it. Like I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like why I don't like that. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm screaming yeah. about Pikachu. <laughs> for, you know, let's yeah, not give, let's not give away any spoilers, all right? Yeah, sign up for the Patreon to understand what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's about all I had. Any last minute thoughts on Revolution, Joey? What do you think about it? I haven't really gotten your opinion. Uh. I, I did the same thing as you. I listened to it quite a few times when it first came out. Uh, and then I mean, you I, talked about it a bunch when it came out. Yeah. Like, and then I, I haven't listened yeah. to it since. And I did not. Oh, well, I was doing a little bit of running. I feel like I should almost. Yeah. I should go back. I feel like I should give it another go. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I do like so the line in that anarchist wedding song. It's like, we're drunk as fuck on organic pear cider. I think that's kind of cute. <laughs> but it's like cute in the right, same way that like, yeah. that like, Fat Mike writes some shit. It's like, oh yeah, we're old now and we're civilized. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if uh, if they do freaking Punk and Drublick again here uh, this year, I think I think we'll go. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I had a terrible time when I went. Yeah, but it's the last. No but it's the, yeah, the last No Effects tour. I'm I will it. support you guys going. Okay. Yeah. Also, get excited for September. Uh, so Jay said this. 
I had talked with Mike and he was pretty down. So we sent song demos to him and Aaron uh, to play for everyone. Mike was pretty happy. It didn't suck. And Aaron was digging too. So we moved forward. Roger's a super old, close friend of mine. We met on less than Jake's first tour and had been down ever since. I knew he had good music. I just really wanted someone who knew us as a band and we wanted, and what he had thought was good for us. Uh, especially pushing me in the vocal booth. There you go. If anyone knows the machines, it's him. And Mike really wants him to produce more fat record albums. Pushing him in the vocal booth. No, no, do less, less. Try less. (laughs) Uh, Roger, no. Roger would be like, you need way more, you need way more harmonies. More For some reason, I'm like rooting for them. For suicide machines? Yeah. Of course. We all, why does it feel like I'm, I just want them to win. (laughs) They did win. (laughs) They did win. They're the best yeah. band of all time. <laughs> they but won. I want them to keep winning. You know, I just want good things to come into their lives. Me too. So we'll, we'll, find, we'll find out what happens next for them. That's they did not a, what I say they, about a lot of bands. They did a split with Coquettish last year, and, uh, you know, they're still active. Suicide yeah. Machine's got more to do. If they release another album, we'll do a, we'll do a blind list. They did win. They won. Yeah. They won. And that's the Suicide Machine. <laughs> because they're the greatest band of all time. <laughs> Are you ready for a game? Yes. Yeah. Slim, a, I, I got a good buzz going, so we'll see. I have a I have okay, a feeling Slynn is going to enjoy this game. <gasps> is that sarcasm? Um, no. I oh. actually legitimately think you'll have fun with this. <laughs> it, usually, these are made to torture me. And not this one, because uh, I think you'll have strong opinions about it. Oh Joey, you can come on, Mike. I'm here. All right. Uh, okay. Here's the song to lead into it. Now I'm kind of embarrassed to do it. Okay. Did you ever have a scalp full of dreads that every strand you have is pulling on your head? Did you ever have a scalp full of dreads? That's a really good idea is what no one had said. All right. This, song, this <laughs> game is called. Great. And that's like, that, that honestly, Rob, that was the best one you've ever done. That was the best and so that far. is like a white boy dread anthem. Did, did you ever have a handful of dreads is this name of this game. <laughs> Slim, Chris, and Joey will be given clues to ascertain the identity of a famous white person with dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. oh God. The, the clues get You're progressively right. easier. I just want to say, I know that I'm preaching to the choir here, but like locks are made for four type hair. If you do not have four type hair, whatever your ethnicity is, it's not good. It actually molds. I have combed out white people dreads before. I have seen molds. If you have four type hair, it's more porous so you're able to like clean it properly within a lock. If you are Caucasian, like regardless how you feel about other people having locks, which I think you shouldn't. Um, but it's just not clean or appropriate it's not right for your hair type anyways so you get a point for naming the group and you get two points if you can name the person and the group cool so if you say for example that guy from the suicide machines you'd get one (laughs) if you say jay navarro from the suicide machines you get two cool there's a bonus game with no points uh that's called Dreads full or dreads on lock, where we determine whether or not the dreads were good. That's apparently, I don't know if this is true, but this is apparently like the, like, entomology. I always get it mixed up with the bug word and the word word, like entomology. Etymology. Etymology. Yes, thank you. I knew I was doing the bug one. Um, That, like... They're locks, but calling them dreadlocks was from dreadful. And mm. that is like apparently kind of like what white people claimed it to be. I've, I don't know 100% if that's true. But anyways, yeah. I do try to just call them locks instead of dreadlocks. But dreadful was apparently dreads, where it came so, from. So dreadful means they're not pulling it off. 
and their dreads are on lock means they are pulling it. Okay, it's very good. It's like tooted yeah. or booted. It's very, very yeah. good. Yeah, that's it's what like we're saying. It's like tooted or booted. It's like tooted or booted. For those who don't know. Um, Killing the game, Rob. <laughs> the game game. Okay, here's the first one. And then they're like more complicated as we go uh, and crazier. Is there a choices. right or wrong answer? Well, yeah, there's, well, not to that. But if but they're pulling to, like, it off or not? Yeah, that's just for But fun. that's for the second. Oh, that's the bonus. I just didn't know if you like made. No, I don't have an answer to that. I, just... <laughs> I didn't have like a, a, yeah. an opinion. Like... Like, <laughs> these are the unequivocally, unequivocally yeah. yes and no answers. I kind of should gotta find it. Yeah, you should okay. That's what I kind of. All right. All right. Start with the first one. Baltimore area rock act whose Grammys you can thankfully count on one hand. I have no idea. Baltimore area rock act. I have no idea. I don't even right. know. Any do you, want, do, do you need Baltimore. another clue? Do you have a guess, yeah. Chris? Not, not in the slightest. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, me either. Received an Academy Award as well for the Shrek 2 soundtrack, and it was no accident. Oh, Smash, I don't know, Mouth? Smash Mouth? No. <laughs> Shrek 2. <laughs> Two, um, no oh, oh, Counting Crows. P-O-D. Counting uh, Crows. Darius Rucker. No, not Darius no, Rucker. Not Darius Rucker is the Hootie and the Blowfish oh, guy. What? No. <laughs> What's his name? What yeah, the fuck but... is his name? Okay, but you get the point for Counting Crows. Because he can, dated a bunch of celebrities. Who can name the person? Can anyone name the person for no, an extra point? I don't remember. Bonus he point dated... Steel? No, don't got it. Adam Duritz. Uh, Adam, yeah, Adam yeah. Duritz of Counting Crows. He dated a lot of like hot lady celebrities. Shockingly. Um, and then I wrote Mr. Jones and Me. It was way bigger in Canada. Dreadful. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love no. that song. Dreadful. But his his dreads. So Adam Duritz. I mean, I can't share I my screen. Know. But <laughs> yeah, I, I know he what has looks the like. right yeah, hair weird. type, I will say. Yeah. That he's, I will not deny that his hair type is appropriate. He kind of looks like a Muppet. I gotta be honest, yeah, he, I didn't know that was a white guy. Uh, yeah. Is he Jewish? Jewish, Jewish yeah. yeah. So Jew, Jewish, uh, you know. A lot of times Jewish throw. people do have four type hair. Uh, and they that's do, the yeah. way there's like 4A, 4B, 4C in your type of like kinky, coily hair. And there are people that are not. I, I'm not yeah. disputing it. I'm just saying. This is just a yeah. thing that I facts. am passionate hair about. Facts. Hair facts. As a Good hairstylist. Hair uh, it's dreadful I, though. I think they look good. I think, you you think they're look, on oh. lock. <laughs> so, so, so Chris says they're on lock. It's more of his face that's the problem. <laughs> and, and his music. I don't end hairline. The way that his hairline is. Wait, hold on. I, I want mean, to see if I can send you this. He's a low hairline, and that's what I find upsetting. He's mostly hair. Like he's so much hair. Uh, like oh, with shit. his facial hair and no. his eyebrows, it's just mostly hair. Hold on, he let me just see. pulled some like hot chicks, and I don't get it. <laughs> he must be funny as hell. Nowadays, he kind of looks like Robin Williams. <laughs> Look at that no, image don't... I sent to the to the chat. There, it's the. Oh, okay. Just pull this up. Please, uh, I need to know. He looks like the. <laughs> he looks like the cat from the Melvin. Stop right clicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He does kind that of. That looks like if I had yeah. fucking dreadlocks. That is not a good look there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's really, really, really not. I, I mean, he looks like he's being really genuine and sweet in that picture. I'm sure, and he's and he has since shaved his dreads off. He's, to he's to be honest, you guys, I don't think that he was at the Ziggy Stardust tour 1972. <laughs> no, you don't think that's a I legit that, Bowie shirt? I think shirt? that is a Target shirt. But that's okay. Let's go on to the next one. This new metal act has appeared in these games almost more than anyone. P.O.D. Corn. <laughs> Corn, corn, nailed it. Who who wants to nail the person? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, what the fuck was his name? Uh, 
Oh, I got it. It's not it, James Maynard. Jonathan <laughs> Davis, baby. Okay. Chris gets the band. Joey gets the person. Uh, I don't think so, I had to jump in there. Uh, I interestingly uh, enough, three of the four. That's the best, Scott. That's the best one. I, I wrote next clue was, uh, interestingly, three of the four members have dreads. But we're only concerned with the okay. I, will yeah, say, I was thinking yeah. Mon. Lock, I, was going I will monkey. say he looks yeah. great. Okay, are we talking like Woodstock '99 him or him now? Because like if him in his youth, again, white you people dreads is a white people pick. dreads is a whole thing. But he, he looked, did have like really that meth head chic going on. Yeah. He looks Speaking hot back in the day, like kilt goth him. What the, Can what I the get Geiger a point mic? for monkey? Yeah. <laughs> You're already yeah. in the lead. Yeah, you're already. Oh, in the lead. this him, not now yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah, and also uh, the other one was head. Can I get a second one? Oh Maybe shit! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! This. No, but, but to be Jonathan fair, Davis. head's hair was dreads, but it was like those weird, almost Brady dreads. You know what I? Oh, so I almost put riff raff on this game, and then I had to make Ariane look at it, and I was like, "Are these braids, braids or dreads?" Braids. She was like, "Braids." braids. So it was braids. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so we decided dreads are on lock for Damn Jonathan Davis. And, and, also, not and also that Adidas tracksuit also on lock there. Yeah, on lock. 100%. I know. What white dude Good can look. have locks and an Adidas tracksuit Jonathan and we're all Davis. just like, that's okay. He also, they, also Jonathan Davis. Fucking, they also covered that funk song and everyone was like, all right, sure. They they technically wrote the very first new metal. I cannot album. invite they people did. to the barbecue, but I have a feeling that Jonathan Davis might be invited to the barbecue. <laughs> metal band of the eighties and nineties that was too clean for the underground. Whoa, I lost it. It's too clean for the underground and too shocking for the mainstream. Beauty. <laughs> From the 80s. <laughs> 80s and 90s. Too clean for the underground. Too shocking for the mainstream. Who's the one shocking. perfect circle? What? Does Maynard have dreads? I don't I think, think so. I, oh, I just pictured him with dreads. Incubus. Mm. Too shocking. Oh. For the <laughs> too shocking. <laughs> next, next one. Frontman went on to better success in his follow-up band, but even more so in Hollywood. <laughs> Rob just like smugly. Even more so in Hollywood. 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> Did he have dreads? No, I mean, he must too shocking, too shocking for the mainstream. Jared Leto. I have no idea. I thought this one would be obvious. I'm, I, I feel like it What's, is, but I'm yeah. just not there. Okay, don't dig through Bob the ditches. You're oh, still Rob Zombie. 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 And can you name the band? White zombie. White zombie. White zombie. Okay, Joey got that one. Um, I'll give it to Chris though, because he was because of the delay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, we're talking about. Celine gets I one. never thought I'd be such a white dude dread apologist until you started making me really <laughs> look in the mirror here. Yeah. I love I'm, Rob Zombie's dreads. He's so he handsome. Looks amazing. Oh, but this uh, is my theory. Yeah, his goth dreads are on dudes, goth. That's the only exception. Like, is when you go like synth goth dread. If you go full like tubes and shit and like color, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, cyber, the cyber dreads, cyber goth. Yeah. yeah, that's the only exception. And also, I guess if you're just an older goth daddy with so, dreads. So like, if you're so white that your skin is like unnaturally pale, you like pass through into the being able to I don't have feel comfortable again. talking about skin color in this but I well, think I just mean like... goth people I just mean goth folks my mom so when I was goth and me and my goth boyfriend like would avoid Not the sun me. to be pale my mom had a conversation <laughs> with me making sure I wasn't a white supremacist whoa <laughs> I think it's like I think that's like a really like good, good. yeah I was Very like I, I was like no I was like just goth and she's like okay I just like don't like how obsessed you are with being just pale <laughs> and I was like oh no I want to look dead 
<laughs> okay, number four. Skate punk band of the 90s that is so inspirational, they're almost a four-letter word. Less Offspring. Oh, shit. No effects. No, no effects. effects. No. no effects. Marvin. I said it first. Oh, I said no, no effects oh, first. Chris, Chris said it first. Oh, did you? Chris, oh, okay. Yeah. And it was <laughs> Melvin. For sure, Melvin and who and, said Melvin? and Fat Mike actually they both had dreadful. yeah they did I'm talking about point. I'm talking about Melvin dreadful. right now but dreadful. Okay. dreadful dreadful yeah dreadful I'm sorry, sorry. the blue sorry. dreads I mean he yeah, they're not he kind of just looks dreadful but I think his hair looks great <laughs> yeah okay right? pull it up oh, oh yeah okay Eric Melvin, Eric Melvin. Yeah. yeah yeah I don't love it that was uh so when I said I turned to Ariane and I said do you can you name a singer who, or a musician who's got dreads there you go. yeah. that's classic i don't think they're well like i don't think his this hair okay. type is great for them but this is because oh, no, what i just, don't like yeah. is the like floppy like caucasian hair root with yes. the thick end yeah. and that's what he has is the greasy like white boy root with the like lock end and that's what grosses me out and that's what makes it dreadful so I some other ones that i i cut out were um uh was so a roger uh yeah. for sure it's like that doesn't make sense but also uh max cavalera uh because you oh, know i was i was expecting him to come up as one of but them. he's uh so I, I guess i didn't want to be like brazilian people you know right. what i mean yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. i think yeah. that's a little that's yeah. a little much that's fair yeah. brazilian folk because pr- brazilian people have fair skin but that doesn't mean very good writer. but that's yeah. and that's why yeah. i go into hair yeah. type yeah yes. and not fair. ethnicity because like basically anyone any one of any race can most likely have any yeah. type of hair so to me where to talk about it appropriately where it's not just like mm-hmm. people from this country can have it it's about like hair type yeah. which is about fair. hair type makes sense uh, 90s folk rocker and the lone female on this list who's doggedly refused to participate in Lilith Fair. Annie DeFranco. Yeah. Damn. And the name of her band was? Oh, I thought she was just a solo artist. Yeah, she is. It's just Annie DeFranco. <laughs> okay, <all right. laughs> so two points. <laughs> two points, yeah. I love uh, Annie DeFranco. And also her hair's great. I have to see it. Hate to say it. Uh-oh. Massive turf. Annie Ooh. DeFranco. Oh, really? Yeah. That surprises oh. me. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a disappointment when I found that out. Uh, but she cut her dreads off in the 2000s. That was a 90s move for her to have the dreads. Um, yeah, yeah, these are just all slick ponies. I, you have to like literally search Annie DeFranco dreads, like to find it. <laughs> she scrubbed the internet. Yeah. The shaved head looks cool. No, sorry, full. They're, they're this rough, is right? typical white. These are the girls I went to high school with. This is Shambhala. This is Burning Man. I think it was cool that in the so good looking. I think that is cool in the '90s that she was like Lil Fair's too commercial. Fuck you all. It's also like I think before we like understood and were aware of appropriation. I know that's not an excuse, but it was kind of like a fuck you to like probably like female beauty standards more than anything. Counterculture, yes. And I remember I also wanted to get locks at that time, and my mom also said no. Yes. Um, Shout out. And so if somebody would have let me, I would have got them. We, I still got five more, so let's keep... Okay. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. The, Bring it rolling. The, the man behind some of the biggest pop industrial metal and rock acts in the 90s and 2000s. Al Jorgensen. Ministry. Oh, oh nice. That's too no. sexy. But also... Behind. But also, that could have been an answer that to that question. Answer, yeah. <laughs> Can you go again, Rob? Chris? Chris? Did I, I, I listened to, like, no industrial. I'm okay. the worst... He I was, did not have a He was named by combining a model with a serial killer. Marilyn Manson. Oh, Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. 
Did he oh, have dreadlocks? So close. No, wait, not what? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> You're being so slug. Wait, wait. The really the tougher ones. Wait, repeat the la- repeat the last thing. He he combined his he, his stage name was combining a model with a serial killer and might actually be more famous for his dreads than his journeyman guitar playing. Bob Marley. Oh, <laughs> I thought you would get this. A guitar player. Because I was playing. thinking, I was like, okay, Gacy. Well, I'm Bundy. just trying, yeah, now I'm just thinking of like Manson's Manson. whole band. They all had, do they all have names like that? Yeah. Oh, Twiggy so Ramirez was Twiggy, one of them. Was it Twiggy, Twiggy Ramirez? had blonde. Really? Actually, this dreads, yeah. could oh, be a, yeah, this okay. could be a lock. Let me see. Are they bleach blonde dreads? Yeah. So, so, that, the bleach? so Joey got it. Twiggy Ramirez of, of Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, perfect. Something circle. I will say is that if you bleach your dreads, which is, I think, the point you were making, Chris, about Melvin's blue dreads, when you bleach, I do think like Caucasian hair, it works better because you actually rough porous. up and pours yeah, yeah, yeah. up the. So I will say Melvin's dreads did work best blue. See, we're going into cyber goth dreads, which yeah. I will have to say, so I'm Twiggy say these, is pulling these, off. These dreads are on lock. They're on lock, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. And this is where we're going into the goth world where yeah. you're just like, but you look like a weird little Twiggy. Yeah. I think yeah. all of these people to this point had such cool hair. This guy, yeah. this guy's a little spooky to me. <laughs> I think that's what he's going for. I, he thinks he was, did it. it. Wasn't. Chris Wasn't on... Marilyn Manson's band originally called the Spooky Children? Oh, yeah. No way. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure they yeah. were Marilyn Manson and, and the also, Spooky Children. And uh, also, Twiggy's a piece of shit. And same with Marilyn Manson. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, yeah they're, they all suck. Um, uh, and they are Nazis. What? Well, yeah. Twi- Marilyn Manson was, like, huge. He, like, collects not. That's, like, if yeah. you've watched uh, Phoenix you not... Rising, if also, you've watched Phoenix Rising. Have it you goes... not seen that music video where he's just dressed, dressed as a like, Nazi yeah. minus the imagery? Like, minus you know what? the swastika. And not in a Davy Havoc kind yeah. of way. I was always kind of scared of Marilyn Manson. So I. You should be. You should be. I, I I'm avoided... terrified of him. Yeah, he's I was... super scary. I liked it. Unfortunately, I can't. I, I yeah, do not support him now, but I, I liked it at the time. Yeah, I liked that. I'll I got, I got, I got another sure. one. Yep. <laughs> not everyone on this list are hippies and new metal dudes. Sometimes full blown pop stars had famous dreads. Full blown Christina pop stars. Aguilera. Len? Oh, no, Chris... that's a good one though. Yeah, she did have them. Those were unlocked. I, I, I did say that there was the only female was Annie DeFranco. Oh so. right, right. A pop star. The next one. Oh, he's wait. the S. Oh, go ahead. Club seven. The kid from NSYNC. Yes. Oh, Do you know Chris, his name? Chris from NSYNC. Yeah. Ew. Nailed it. Chris, I forgot. <laughs> those are dreadful. Those are dreadful. I am. Those look. So, and he's the like, he's the sloppiest one. <laughs> sloppiest. <laughs> uh, Absolutely not. I already know because he's like. Wait, the, these like, are dreads, yeah. dude. These are braids. Those are twists. Oh. Or are they twists? He's he was full blown listed on uh on this list oh, I no. had All right, of no. famous oh, dreads. Yeah, I don't know, man. These look pretty brave. Chris Kirkpatrick dreads. He could get his ass kicked. Okay, <laughs> wait. Man. So I will Maybe. say they are braids so far. This is like um a cornrow with uh like weft hair braided in, like that blonde. What about this one? What about so far, right braids. Braids. Uh, so that's far, we're all braids. Yeah. Because that's braid. braid. Do you know that why like the texture lock. is like that? Because when you braid and you use synthetic hair right. to add bulk. So he, he so got the, off on a technicality, Chris Kirkman. Those are synth- those synthetic oh. braids. Yeah, he's got the, synthetic what they call dreadfall, dreadfalls. 
Um, they're still absolutely not appropriate for a white boy to do, and he looks very bad. He looks really, really. Look at this. Yeah, I think I this the guy. Pigtail the pigtail move is the pigtail something. move is bad. Yeah. I think this guy scares me more than the Twiggy fella. <laughs> yeah, me too. This guy, his his eyes are menacing. <laughs> yeah, that that one. I Let don't me... like this. I don't Wait, like what I'm seeing. Eyes at are menacing. All. Look at like this image. Right, I just sent you another another image. Check that one out. Ooh. That's fucked up. This is disturbing. Disturbed. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't like it. He's looking into my soul. I'm gonna send he doesn't you like what he sees. <laughs> The, uh, the pigtail ones are too he, much. I can't mm, handle it. Okay. The, nope. ba- the giant right. bathtub chain necklace is not doing here, anything. Here we go. Without without giving it away, probably someone on this list that gets one of the biggest passes because he's a punk rock legend. Oh, uh, the singer from... Austin uh, Jake. Oh, fucking, what's his name? Oh, my God. From yeah. Flag. Yeah, you got the band. Yeah, what's his... Wait, don't... You got the fucking, band. Don't give it... Don't say anything. It's on the tip okay. of my fucking tongue. It is... Um, it starts with K... Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut the fuck up, Joey. Shut the fuck up. It is. Ah, it's fucking. <laughs> Our audience is yelling you right now. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Keith Morris, thank you. Fucking. Yes. There you yeah, go. Oh, my God. I, are you, you going to give it? Are you give it? Yeah. I had to go. I had to. In my head, I had. To, I'm sorry. I'm screaming right now. Oh, I had to, no, I had to sing are. that Goldfinger song. The. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like. You're asking who Keith Moore is? Yeah, you're punk rock. Where's your roots? <laughs> I had to, <laughs> to sing that in my head to fucking figure out who it was. All right, I'm back <laughs> in my chair. All right. Also, Keith Morris's dreads are on lock. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even going to look that, yeah. it up. I just yeah, know that know. Keith Morris can do whatever he looks the fuck cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. he looks cool. Did you know that he filled in with red for Red Hot Chili Peppers a few times in the 80s? Whoa. Like instead of Ketis? Instead of Ketis. That's funny. Whoa. That's better. There's a, that's better. There's a world that would make a good band. That the, would be a band I would listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, so, uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers try to take off on, on tour with them, like nowadays. What? Yeah. Yeah. The, because they're OGs. Because Keith and, and Ketis are like, and Flea. Sorry. Flea. Flea, well, Flea like, was in oh, fear. That makes sense. Yeah, Flea's exactly. Cool. That's Flea, why Flea is sense. cool. Flea yeah. knows all the punks. Like, yeah. Flea, so, yeah. Flea gets a pass. I hate chili peppers. But Flea, Flea gets a pass. I hate the chili peppers. <laughs> I know. We all we're not pepperheads here. Them. We're not pepper. This isn't a pepperhead mm, cast. Sorry. Freaky no. style is good. Sorry. because uh, he's a funk bitch. Here. I'm a funk bitch. Yeah. I love funk. <laughs> right. I hate the chili peppers. Hey. Me too. Uh, here's another one. You don't know this guy, but you do know he and his band Love God in the 90s. You don't know this guy, but you know Creed? What's up? His sins were payable on death, but those dreads might oh, need another look. P.O.D. There you go. Yeah, I oh, said yeah. P.O.D. so many times. I've but said not P.O.D. for this one. Do you know what the guy's name is? P.O.D. guy. Yeah. No, P.O.D. Okay, guy. <laughs> yeah, Sonny Son- Sandoval. Dreads. Sonny Sandoval. Ooh, uh, like dreadsful. Okay, it'd be crazy if Sonny Sandoval is related to Tom Sandoval. That would blow my fucking mind. Vanderpump heads rise up. I'll move right. on because I know you guys La- are in. Last one. Canada. Treads in Canada. Th- this I- seems I'm Mother Earth. Nelson BC. Um I f- so I figured you'd get it after Canada. <laughs> he only had them for like a year. 
Did fucking Bieber or something have dreads? Oh, oh my god! Right. I like, like I had, Justin Bieber. When? 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 Do you not remember Justin Bieber's dreads well, era? It kind of goes familiar because you like were being if so I, smug about it. Dreads. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god! Look Yuck. at that! Whoa. Look at that! And Yuck. those are dreads. Those, those are, are dreads. Those yeah. are waxed in there. Yeah, for sure. dreadsful. Somebody got a one? naughty boy kit. And just went. Look for at this it. with the facial hair and everything. Ew. Sorry. Sorry, Biebs. Not yeah. into it. So Chris, you Chris ran away with that. Destroyed everyone. One, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten points. Good job. I had Chris a good Rocky. time um, losing, though. I have to I ask. Had a good time losing. I have to ask. Did you not include a Frenzel Rom one because you knew I would get it right away? No, I just didn't bother. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they're as big to everyone as they are to you. Also, you had posted it on Twitter, I think, at one point. Uh, I think like, it was in our Discord. Or you're like, Jay and friend, and J- the J- people named Jay with, with dreads get the, are the only ones that get a pass. <laughs> this was interesting. This was Jay an interesting thought exercise. Jay from Friends of it's good. It was a good time losing. Uh, Chris, thanks for yeah. joining us. What I, do you have to plug? I Well, first of all, I wish to God that I had known that we were going to play this game. I have I have in my house somewhere a a single dreadlock that was mine that was oh. that was cut off. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I was going to ask what our opinion is about cuz I will say as far as Caucasian locks go, I do support a crust punk with a single natural dread yeah. that you maintain. I yeah. do like a rat tail dread, and I will support a rat like, tail uh, dread. Days days. Don't yeah. Like days and days. I yeah. like don't, it. Don't like it because there's yeah. that one guy I in Edmonton like that has the beaver tail. It's beyond a rat tail. It's wide that and I don't flat, like, and I hate but it. But I have. I it's do gross. a lot of people's hair well. I will work around their little punk rock rat tail, and I kind of love it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, have to send you, I'll have to send you some pictures of that little shit rat tail I have. I like <laughs> a little rat tail dread on a punk person i will say i support this chris what do you got to plug uh, <laughs> just just keep it just keep it tuned here and we'll have uh we'll have something announced fairly soon uh i thought it was supposed to be announced in february but i guess it wasn't so we got a, a cool thing happening love it yeah, and uh, if you have follow you, follow you on follow you on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, D- dissidenting band at uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and then um, new band I'll send y'all, and uh, we'll uh, that's also on Instagram, but I don't think it's like official yet. Okay. Awesome, and we're on two fronts. Keep still, spinning it. still all around. Bandcamp, yep. check the, it out. Yeah, yeah, Bandcamp? you can buy a ba- uh, bad time records. Yeah. Bad time records. It still has a physical copies. All that shit. Sweet, amazing. Thanks for listening to Checkered Past. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Checkered Past Pod or send us an email at checkeredpastpod at gmail.com. Support the pod and get bonus content, including a full-length and unedited video of this episode. Sign up for the Checkerhead Patreon at patreon.com slash checkeredpast, and you can get all those Pokemon jokes we made. <laughs> we also have merch available at checkeredpast.ca. Currently, we're still selling the tour shirts, so go on there and grab one while they still are around. Checker Past is edited by Ariane and engineered by Joey. And until next time, I'm Rob. Excellent. And the immortal words of the suicide machines, fuck security, fuck the cops. 